Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Again, fellow basement dwellers, nerds of all kind, welcome back to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, which is a part of the Chairshot.com. We're coming to you on Monday, October 10th, 2022. This is, of course, what is this? Episode 152. Last week was the rum episode. That's right. This is episode 152. I'm your host today, the lawyer Dave Unger, Patrick O'Dowd at one of if you've listened to musical chairs the season finale you would know that patrick is at hall and oats today having a blast of a time i am absolutely sure but we've got a special episode here on episode 152 something that we've been cultivating for a few weeks and it is going to be dropped on your ear holes here today it is time for nerdomania woo i am not alone of course we are joined here today Welcoming back to the show, and you guys need to shut up already. Welcoming back, Welcome to, the back sh- to the show, Wel- the puppies. The puppies are back and, and vocal, as always. But ah, JR, there's puppies! Yeah. <laughs> See, he agrees with you. Hey, stop that. But as you've heard, you've heard a couple of voices there. I am thrilled to welcome back to the show, especially for this episode, the one and only the Reverend Ray Cash. Ray, 
how are you doing today, man? I know you are like a triple threat of your own doing here today, my friend. I am overextended. The Everton match is on. I'm working right now. I'm on with you guys. Still got red zone on. Yeah, it's it's a busy day, but I'm good and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. I certainly appreciate it. Of course, we are joined by the other stalwart of the bandwagon, the one and only, the live studio audience, Mr. Saturday Night himself. God, you've got like as many nicknames as Apollo Creed lately. The one and only PC Tunney. I got to watch Saturday Night Live from last night. And and um, and I didn't watch Lock and Key because the Packer game was out this morning. So I'll just throw yes. myself under the bus and... Patrick, you can send your hate emails to at it's me, DPP. I can break it down for you. Ray, will no, you summarize don't. this episode for us, please? I well, was hey. no used to... Well, no, so Marquise was walking down the street, right? Marquise. Aha. He had got a phone call from his homegirl, Pam. And she was like, where you at? He was like, I'm on the way. She was like, I need you to get in now. I can't get in the door. The door is locked and you got the key. So he called Uber. And Ramon picked him up in the Uber car. And it was actually Uber Black because Marquis got no money, right? And when the Uber Black got there, it took about 20 minutes, but it was all good, no worries. He got a bunch of angry text messages from Pam. But finally, when he got in the car, Ramon wasn't Ramon. Oh my good, dun dun dun. It was uh, Crystal Ball. And Ramon, Crystal Ball, not Ramon, took, takes Marquis. To the bad area of Lock and Key Town. I don't know the name of the city. And wait, wait, when he characters. was going there, was he going gun store, gun store, liquor store? Where the fuck you taking me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it, there, there was the bad part of town he went to did not have businesses that were open, if you know what I mean. And Ramon was in the car the whole time, but he was in the trunk, tied up, and he was locked up. And Cristobal had the key. You want me to keep going? No. No. I think we got the gist of it. You know, I'll, okay. I I will say this though, with uh with PC Tunney not having watched Lock and Key because he had to watch the Packers disappoint him yet again. Um, I don't think we're going to. I think we will table the conversation of Lock and Key until next week when Patrick's back. We'll talk episodes two and three. I'm kind of I, I got some ideas about where they're going with some things. It's um. I will say this. I did want to throw this out to you, Tony. I think I posted this last week when we were talking lock and key and we all had kind of a lukewarm, tepid ish reaction to the first episode. And I think I posted that, that score on rotten tomatoes for season three, like season one had yeah. like a high 60 score, really good season. Two season, was in the seventies. Two right? was in the eighties. I think eighties. This is what? 44, 40. Yeah. 40 That's, um, I, I don't know. A little concerning. I mean, does that I, I know you haven't seen this next episode. I will say after seeing it myself, watching it this morning, uh, I, I can see some of where some of the concern might be as far as where the, where the series is going. Um, my feeling and you can tell me next week when you watch this, watch it this way. To me, it feels that they are kind of appealing or deliberately trying to go towards a younger audience this year. And I'm not. You know, and I'm fine with that, but I'm not sure that that's what I was looking for. And I've read some of the synopsis to the upcoming episodes, and I think Bodhi kind of does a character change, which he needs. Um, 
and we'll see what's going on in race. Just Grace, what are you doing, Ray? You don't even know. You're still you're. Looking. I'm reading about locking key. I'm trying to figure out what happened to Marquise. Uh, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, this is a pretty good episode. I think you, we got some information about Tyler that kind of fills in some of the gaps. But I will I will leave it there for you, Tony, so you can uh, you can watch it yourself and enjoy it, and you can text me and let me know how much you enjoyed it or not enjoyed it, whether it gets you back on the bandwagon or whether you're like. You know, there's got to be other shit on that I need to watch. So, would, would you say with the show like Lock and Key and Stranger? I'm being serious now. Uh, with show like Lock and Key and Stranger Things and stuff like that, that young adult um, content is the most popular again, more popular than more adult stuff on on streaming services. Because you, if you say it's going to more of a younger skewed style audience, see like Stranger, th- see like. To me, Stranger Things kind of mirrors Harry Potter a little way. Started off very young adultish. This last season was definitely not. It was very dark. There were some serious turns, some serious topics covered. Well, some, they grew. They grew with the with the they, with the series. Yeah, they did. And this feels like it. Almost feels like. And Tony, you, let me know when you watch this. It feels like they're deliberately trying to keep Bodie extra young, and this and that. And it, it's they are not letting him at least for the first two episodes. And I, I like I said, I've read the synopsis I, I, of the upcoming episodes. I think he does get to stretch his legs, so to speak. But he's a better he's a better actor than this. And I feel like they're kind of deliberately suppressing him a little bit. And I don't know if that's deliberate or whether that's just the way it's coming across. And after two episodes, really, you can't you can't make judgments about that after two episodes. But it feels that way to me so far. So I'm kind of curious to see. Tony, what you th- Ray? I know you're not going to watch it, but in all seriousness, I'm kind of curious what Tony will think when he watches. If he says, "Yeah, Bodie's, you know, something's going on there," um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It does look, and they, they, there's some elements of the show that are still very good and very kind of curious as to where they go. But with that being said, since we are going to table this conversation, I think you know what we're going to go right into the trailer park as soon as we get some banjos going. We will up. We'll push the schedule forward a little bit. Get some banjos. Uh, should we bring back the live banjo? I know Dowd loves that. Tony's like, no, let's not. Let's I'm not already listen. in enough trouble. <laughs> I'm not. How'd you get in trouble? Well, you, I am. You, you, are the, you are the leader of the chairshot.com. How do you get yourself in no, trouble? No, I'm not. Oh, it's, that's just Greg. <laughs> just a guy. You're just that's a guy. Greg. Just the guy. Just Greg, a guy. Greg's I'm just the a, guy. A, guy. a guy. He's the guy. I'm a guy. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, three trailers on the trailer park. There were some other ones on there that I, I, I kind of left off just because I thought we might be pressed for time. And now we've got all this extra time. I don't know what to do with it. But the first trailer is, uh, this is one I think Patrick shared earlier this week. Man, you know, it's like, I remember Bad Santa from years ago. And when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a Bad Santa ripoff. And I was kind of wrong. This is a movie called Violent Night with David Harbour. Is is that who it is, Tony? I believe so. Yeah. So, so I mean, speaking of Stranger Things, Hooper from uh, Stranger Things or Hopper, excuse me. And uh, 
he's in this thing, and and I mean, yeah, this is this looks very very fun, uh, d- a dark comedy all the way. This has a, a very much of a kind of cable guyish sort of dark comedy feel to it. Ray, I'm going to turn this over to you because I think you actually really did watch this and don't have to, you know, make it up as you go along. What did you think of this Violent Night trailer? Well, like Crystal Ball had never celebrated Christmas before. No, he's Jewish, right? <laughs> go ahead. Crystal Ball. Well, no, Jewish. no, Crystal Balls. He celebrates Navi died. Come on. Probably celebrating Chris Mahana Kwanzaa, right? Is that? <laughs> he celebrates Festivus. There you go. Um, no, hey, look. First and foremost, David Harbour is just getting all the money and getting all the fun roles. He's just having the time of his life, and I'm happy for him. This, you know what I thought about when I saw the trailer? By the way, John Leguizamo, let that do. Um, I thought, well, that makes sense that that uh, Santa knows how to fight. Don't you think? Because if, 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 if Santa is technically a deity, he should know how to defend himself. And I don't know if he's... The, if Santa, if Saint Nick, oh jolly old Chris Kringle, will be out here like stabbing dudes in the in the head with like sharp candy canes or nothing, but eh, makes sense. It's pretty fun. Of course, of all the houses homeboy would try to rob, he robs the house that Santa's at. Of all the eight billion houses Santa's supposed to go to, oh, come on, timing. Well, didn't the girl, she get like something from her dad that allows her a direct line to Santa and she calls in the cavalry and Santa kind of shows up and just whoops some ass? Or... That may be the case. I, I wasn't paying attention to it that hard, so that may be Damn the it, case. Ray. You're hanging out with Cristobal too much. Well, I'm trying to stay away from Cristobal. Cristobal gets you in trouble. Like the type of trouble Tunny thinks he's in, that's nothing compared to Cristobal trouble. And Tunny is in so much trouble, he just left. Uh, so... <laughs> Fuck lock and key. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. Oh, there, I'm here. He there he is. He's there. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Those I'm here. damn Packers ruined everything for I, me today. Honestly, this 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 uh dropped in the DM and I was like, oh, okay. And then I watched the uh preview just before we started. John Leguizamo is in this too, um, Beverly D'Angelo. But this looks awesome. Um isn't this from the people who did Bullet Train? Yep. <laughs> who did Bullet Train Bullet Train? John Wick, nobody, an atomic an atomic uh, blonde, and a couple of other ones, but those are like the ones that aren't part of um, major studios. But yeah, that's those are all fantastic movies, by the way, that I just mentioned. Yeah, I thought I thought the trailer looks a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot going on. I think you know, like Ray, you're talking about. It makes sense. Santa could fight. What was the movie? Was it a uh... What was it? The first Chronicles of Narnia, where they're in 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 Narnia, and there's a version of Santa in there who's not quite the Santa you think he is, and he's kind of a more of a heroic, semi badass kind of a character, that sort of thing. So yeah, the fact that Santa knows how to fight and he can call upon all of his magical, mystical powers, and he's not just this jolly old guy eating cookies, drinking milk, and you know cleaning up reindeer shit, but uh, you know he's somebody different than that. So I thought, I thought, yeah, this looks like a really fun movie uh it's coming out when when is it coming out i think i put the date on there december december 2nd december 2nd yeah december 2nd it comes out only in theaters so this one won't be a a netflix streaming special this is one that um you know when you look at everything going on for the christmas season okay this might be worth getting out to the theater to check out it looks like you said ray very fun what's up i'm just i'm just waiting for the holiday verse because you know if if we got you know everything's the universe now, so we got we got Killer Chris Kringle. Where's the evil Easter Bunny? Where's uh, 
the the big turkey or and the grape and the and the great pumpkin and all these other you know what I'm saying? Like Uncle Sam, like the Uncle Sam. Like where I'm Uncle Sam Raimi. Uncle Sam Raimi. He'll be directing. Sam <laughs> I'm ready for the hero verse. The groundhog from Groundhog's Day. Yes. I'm ready. Yes. Yeah. We'll get Let's a go. big old walking tree from Arbor Day. Oh, wait. That's Lord of the Rings. Never mind. If Universal was going to do that with all the monsters, why can't that's, we do it with the holidays? That's Groot. That is Groot. That's right. Very, very astute observation there, Mr. Tunney. So you're not completely in trouble. You're not completely in trouble. You still, you know, you're still with us. I, I appreciate. I appreciate you being here, Tunney. Bigger <laughs> <laughs> uh, guns about. The uh, second trailer on the trailer park today is an interesting one. I read some comments that the animators for this thing need to get a raise, and that's true because this looks phenomenal. It is the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out in April of 2023. Um, trailer kind of begins with uh, you know with with bowser invading the uh the kingdom and uh, you know <laughs> do you yield no i do not and off we go <laughs> and then uh mario showing up with uh in the mushroom kingdom being warned not to eat bad mushrooms kind of wonder what would happen if he'd eaten that one so but that's that's a little bit too adult for this conversation but as, well, if you, if you think about it the entire super mario world is because he actually did eat some bad mushrooms that's if right you think about it that's right Tripping balls, Super Mario World. Take your pick. You know, it's kind of <laughs> six in one, a half dozen in the other, that sort of thing. But I think we've all played enough Super Mario games that we all love the franchise. Um, you know, they've, they've made attempts at dabbling with bringing this series to life in either animation or other mediums, not video game related before, to mixed results. Let's, we'll be kind and say mixed results. This looks like it's got the potential. You got Chris, Chris Pratt playing Mario. You got Jack Black playing Bowser. You got a, a, a lot of other really good air, actors and voice casts. Tony, I'm going to turn this over to you. I know that you've played Super Mario. I know you've watched DP probably play a shit ton of Super Mario as well. Your thoughts on this movie. The animation looks fantastic. It, it really looks promising so far. What are you thinking? Yeah, we've definitely... Boy, I would say as recent as five or six years ago, just pull out the Super Nintendo or, you know, get the simulator going and play Super Mario World. Um, top three Mario games of all time, uh, Super Mario 3, Mario Kart, and Super Mario World. That's my top three Marios. Uh, oh, Mario 64? I, uh, Super Mario, Mario Kart, Super Mario World. That's mine. Okay. I hear That's you. Fine. You can have yours. I I <laughs> this looks really good. This looks really good. It's a big cast. I think it's going to make a ton of money. It's reintroducing another um, generation of, of younger kids to Super Mario Light, right? Like, there's got to be a ton of kids between like four and 10 that may have never played Super Mario, never even really thought about it. And they see this and it looks pretty cool. So I'm interested in it. I'm interested to see what the story is going to be like. I think the hardcore fans are going to be upset that the voices aren't sounding like the you know the horrible hokey italian uh high-pitched accents but i think with the big names you have in there they'll give a brand new personality to these for their own so you mentioned uh the whole the, the voice actors that was a bit of controversy because people didn't seem to like chris pratt being given the role of mario and if you listen to if you watch the trailer, which I think was fantastic, 
Um, I'm not sold. I, I, I'm not a hater of Chris Pratt. I enjoy everything he does. And I think he's actually a really good voice actor. Go watch Onward, and that would be a perfect example of how good he can be. I just don't want him to be... There was a little hint of Italian accent in it, and I don't want to do, do that. I'd rather him just be him, right? Um, but visually stunning. It looks just like the video game. And I like that you mentioned, Tony, that introducing a whole new generation. Well, this generation of kids knows Mario as the dude on Smash Brothers. Now they'll know Mario the way we know Mario, as the greatest and most and highest selling um, hero or comic of, of video game character in history. And it's, so I'm hoping that we get the whole thing, um, the story, and it has just the right amount of humor that, you know, I think it'll be a perfect mix of what you see in the video games with some fun moments. Ray, your top three uh, Mario-based games of all time. Put you on the spot here. Mario 64 is the greatest Mario game ever created, I think. And Mario Kart is second. And then I'd probably go Super Mario 3. I'd go with that. I'm, I'm partial to Mario 2 because that's the first game I ever had. But Super Mario 3, I'd, I'd give you that. That's where you got the leaf and you could fly. 100%. And I used to, and I used to fly the hell out that thing. I'm yes. Look, I'm looking back um, at our... Um, go ahead, Ray. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, said, I, was, I, looking, was, just I was looking back at our top 50 video games when we did that project in the early days of Bandwagon Nerds, Tony, and like I'm looking at my list. It's like, so I had, I, I looking at Mario thing, yeah, Super Mario Brothers 3 was my number one. Super Smash Brothers Melee was number two. Super Mario World, number three. Go ahead, Ray. Didn't mean to cut Am you Am I off the there. only one who just thinks... No, you're good. Am I the only one who just thinks the world of Super Mario 64? No. Like consensus Ray is that Super Mario World is the best Super Mario Brothers game. I'll give you that. Could and could it be could it be And I'm not saying and I'm not saying you're wrong. It's art, right? It's subjective. Yeah, of course. It's very much that. So and I'm not saying what you're saying isn't a good game, but if you put in the Google machine what's the best Mario game, like all the lists and all the it's the it's gonna be Super Mario World, I would say. I think Super Mario I agree 64 with that. I, I, I'll say this. I think it's a great game, Ray. Definitely top 50 of all time. I think groundbreaking at the time because it was the first Mario to go 3D. But it's one of those ones that when you look at where technology is kind of led, it, it, it takes a step back a little bit, I think. It's still a great story, and it's a great game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's aspects of Super Mario World and Super Mario 3 that are that are kind of timeless and not so much based on technology. And I don't know. That's I don't know. Tony, what, what do you feel about Super Mario 64? I mean, it's a good game. They're they're all good games, right? It's just what you want. I mean, like growing up and playing just Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo with Duck Hunt on it and everything, and then finally getting the um, which told you where the warps could go to and how you could get to the end faster. Learning how to get a hundred guys, like the original game. The, re- the the biggest thing about the Super Mario Brothers franchise and its games is the replayability, right? of every single game you can go back and play it over and over and over again like right now if you walked into a room and there was a fucking nintendo controller and the tv was on and it was on the start screen for super mario brothers i guarantee you you'd sit there and play the first level and you'd beat it and you'd jump to the top of the flag and you get over it in five thousand and you keep going right but it's just a fun replayable thing that if you know the backstory to the character, it, it makes it even more enveloping. And that's what this movie's going to do. Like I said before, just a whole new generation. It's don't even play it. Can I also touch on the fact that I loved at the end, how 
they brought Luigi in with the horror because that's been Luigi's the character. That's what's gotten him famous um, in the latter years is um, the horror games uh, with Luigi. When I say horror, you know, not real horror, but you know what I mean. So I thought that was a cool little Easter egg mix. So I'm on um, NintendoLife.com. Do you want to know the top five, their top five Mario games of all time? Sure. Number number five, Super Mario Galaxy 2 for the Wii. Number four, Super Mario Maker 2 for Switch. Uh, this, yeah, okay. Number three, Super Mario Galaxy, the original for Wii. Number two, Super Mario World, Super Nintendo, and Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch is number one. Ray, I got to look to see where you'd be at. Super Mario Brothers 3 is at six, N64 is at seven. The, 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 the Mario Switch games are dope. I have a Switch, and I have some of the Mario games, so they're dope. But, man, that's a lot. There's got to be some recency bias, man. And I hate the Mario Maker games only because it's not a game to me. A story or something like, making levels. You make you make your own levels. It's like it's like Minecraft to me. Or a little big Minecraft planet, isn't a little game. Little big planet stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, it's not it's not a game. You know, the game that uh, Tony on that list does Super Mario RPG make that list? Because that to me is one of the most underrated games of all time. I uh, already closed it out. <laughs> oh, and that's what I've never, never played, Dave. I've never played RPG. I need to go look it up. Yeah, that's a good one. Paper Mario is really good as well. Um, Paper Mario's good, yeah. There's a yeah, there's a ton of them. I mean, and then you know you could, and that's just kind of like staying with the Mario proper timeline. Yeah, you can get way off in the weeds with uh, Super Smash Brothers, Super Mario Kart, Mario Tennis. Good God, there's so many Mario based titles. Let's um let's move along to our um wait before I go, I'll put this out to you guys. One character from the Mario universe you really want to see make an appearance in this movie. Ray? I think Yoshi's a good one, but because we have Bowser, I'd like to see Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. is one of the coolest and most interesting characters that exists because he hates his daddy. I'd be shocked if so, Yoshi's... Yeah, one of those I'd be shocked if Yoshi's not in here. Tony, what, what do you think? I don't know that necessarily I, I'm yearning for make sure that they get this specific super mario brothers character into this but i want to see more of all the levels told in the stories like i want to see koopa's castle right i want to see like you know we already know we're going to be you know with toad and running around with the mushrooms or anything so i want to see all of that kind of different things and i also want to see what what if this is where are mario and luigi from in this when it's over do they go back to their home or do we ever get a know where like are they from new york is that where they are do we get like do they miss their families do they miss (laughs) you know they i mean they're yeah it's pizza it's italian it's plumbers what do you want me to do that's fucking new york to me i'm sorry i mean and is the and there's nothing wrong with pizza being italian or being a plumber so, uh, you know, I'm not digging on any of that, but that's just the backstory of this. So that's kind of what I want to see. I want more of the story as opposed to, like, I think we're going to see a lot of the different characters. And you go, ooh, that's the fire mushroom thing, or that's the fi- or fire flower, or that's, you know, that's the ice bad guy, or, or whatever. So. And Ray, is the, is Ray the stole, scene going to be Wario? You stole my idea. I want to see Wario. That, that's what I want to see. Whether Wario? it's a post- Wario, yeah. What if, what if, what if that's the end of this movie and that leads to the next one is it's a cliffhanger with wario 
Like at the end, post credit scene. Yeah, that'd be post cool. Everything you, know you seem is fine, and you and you just you just hear you just hear Wario, and then the the W comes. You know in what and else like would be cool? Or is if they did something coming. Like, if they did something at the end in like uh, September you know, twenty forty nine post credit scene <laughs> post credit scene it's Mario and Sonic and they meet each other that would be freaking hilarious man uh, they're A not mash up for that would be awesome oh my god if those two companies could put their shit aside and actually make a cross talk about a nerdo talk about a nerdomania match Ooh. well okay so if we want to be legitimate if Nintendo really wants to get into movies Link Metroid all these characters they talk got about the Nintendo verse. Jesus, Ray, forget the holiday verse. Go away. Talk about the Nintendo verse, man. You get Samus. Hey, you get Car- Link. Carby. Yeah. There's a lot that they could pull from with some of the most iconic characters ever. But And and their Avengers movie, Super Smash Brothers. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Bowser, Thanos, hey, what's the difference? So other, <laughs> other than the Infinity Gauntlet. But anyway, let's get to, uh, speaking of Marvel... Let's get to the last of the trailers that got, came out earlier this week. Wakanda Forever has released, I guess, not a teaser, the official trailer. Uh, we are, guys, what, a month? Barely a month away from Wakanda Forever releasing in the theaters. Um, I'll turn it over to Ray. I want to get your reaction first on the Wakanda Forever trailer. Answered a lot of questions. Uh, answered a lot of questions. Didn't give away too much, but answered some key questions. I think there's no... That combined with the poster, I don't think there's much dispute now who the new Black Panther is. Um, Ray has got a sly look on his face. What do you think, Ray? What do you think of the trailer? Where do you think we're going? We got a lot of information in this one. The trailer was necessary because the first trailer set up certain parts. You got an idea of of what Nemor would look like. You got an idea of kind of post to Child's death. But you didn't really get an idea of what was going on yet get a better idea of what's going on in this movie. Um, and of course, by proxy, Shuri Letitia Wright is the main character in this movie. Understandably so, she should be. I am not sold that Shuri is the Black Panther because I'm not sold that there is a Black Panther. I believe that there will be multiple Black Panthers. I read an article today, uh, yesterday that believes that Michaela Cohen's character, Anika, is going to actually be the Black Panther because of the ambiguity with her character. There has been nothing mentioned other than she's in it. Um, she's the only one of the major characters to be on a major magazine. Like, so that made me think. And that's no diss to Shuri. Because historically, Shuri was a Black Panther. She's the queen of Wakanda. And she will be the queen, no doubt. Um, but I think she's too important in her own role especially with Riri being in Wakanda for whatever reason they bring Riri in. Um, but the, sh- the movie looks dope. I can't wait for it. Nothing will, nothing will matter more than figuring out how T'Challa dies and what happens with that. Nothing else will be more important than that. But the movie is going to be fire. I'm just curious to see, because Ryan Coogler spoke about even so much so that there's going to be a, eventually a... Uh, Disney Plus series or special presentation, whatever they make it, that he wants to go more into the lore of Wakanda, right? Um, and so you get a, you're going to get a chance to see a lot of that this this uh, movie. We got a chance to go see what the Jabari tribe is up to, not just see Mbaku with the main people in the main city, but like where they where they're on the mountains. 
I, that's what I want to see. I want to see more of Wakanda and kind of get a good idea of where we are and what the future holds. And, I, you know, they love trilogies, so clearly we're going to have a third Wakanda movie. What's it going to be about? Yeah, four, five, six. It's like LeBron when he went to Miami. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Taking my, taking my talents to Wakanda, yo. Hey, I'm glad to do that shit. At least they'll win the first time out, so that that's something for LeBron. <laughs> Tony, what are, your, sure. what are your thoughts on the Wakanda Forever trailer? Did you get enough information out of that thing, or are you thirsting for more? you know i'm not a i i'm not a trailer guy really i mean i like you to put as little information in a trailer as possible because i like to get it when i'm there you know i i I get that this is a different kind of time as far as you know it's it's almost become like a wrestling thing where the dirt sheets it's like become as important the things the rumors you hear and what you read into uh about like Marvel and DC and everything with the movies now, it almost feels like the wrestling fans where we hear rumors and read into this and, you know, oh, The Rock met with uh, Henry Cavill, right? Oh, the Young Bucks and, and, and CM Punk got in a fight back. It's, it's like the same thing kind of-ish, you know? Um, but I, I would love to see how they're going to continue to keep Wakanda unexposed from the rest of the world. I think that's an important storyline that could come into play as we move forward with like another Avengers thing and how that's going to bring like everything's going to come together with these Avengers movies at the end of these different phases, right? Or at the beginning too. So that to me is really interesting to part of what we're going to get more of there. And I don't care if we have one new black Panther or, or, or many or a few different black Panthers. Um, I'm okay with either one of those. Um, and it's always just really cool, regardless of whether it's in a movie or anywhere else to see a kind of a painting or a mural tribute for Chadwick Boseman. So that always just kind of, I think now it's been long enough to where it's a positive thing. And you, and you look back and think about how he handled everything and, and, and what he meant to so many different people. Yeah. I I feel like the trailer to me, what I took away from it is there's like the first part of the movie is going to be dealing with the death of T'Challa, how that happened. They're processing that. Namor, meanwhile, the king of Atlantis, who they who M'Baku references by his specific name. Um, I forget what it is, but it's, it's I, I don't know. But he references, but it sounds like Atlantis sees that Wakanda is vulnerable because their leader is gone and they're going to attack. And, and you see the Wakandans kind of rallying together to try to fend this off. I mean, Ray Namor's got the feather, the winged feet. He's flying around with the wings on his feet. You yeah. get to see, yeah. Iron, you know, you get to see a little bit of Riri in the Ironheart uh, outfit. You know, you get to see him that some of that Stark tech merge with the Wakanda technology. So that's going to be really cool. Um, you know, we get a lot more about Namor and, and kind of you start seeing inside of his mind a little bit. Namor, of course, is 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 complex because he's a villain, but he's not. He's a villain and he's a hero. And you could see little bits of that in this trailer, but it looks it looks really awesome. I, I think part of it is going to be them processing the loss of Chadwick or T'Challa or both, actually. And, um, you know, the fact that Atlantis sees an opportunity and, and we don't know. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get more into the history of Wakanda and Atlantis. I'm sure there's more there. And I suspect that Atlantis has tried this in the past and failed due to the presence of the Black Panther. And now they see an opening. Um, did you get that from that Ray or, or what do you think? I got that. I, I did get that. There was a history between the, the countries 
I don't even know if you nations? consider. I don't know what you call it. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know what you call, what you would call Atlantis. If they're even gonna call it Atlantis, they may call it something different. I don't know. Um, I did get that too because Mbaku seemed to have like a real beef with Namor, and that's interesting to me. Um, he says if if we kill him, been, we risk complete and endless war or something like that. Said something line like that, right? Yeah, exactly. And then don't forget too. A character that we're not giving enough credit for that has been in every trailer, Atuma's right there next to him in all of these trailers. And Atuma is a the general. He's just he's a, not as big and bad as Namor is, but like Atuma's pretty serious in the comics and he is one thousand percent a villain. So I I'm curious to see the backstory of that and how they explain that Atlantis has been there the whole time and nobody said anything new. And I'm also curious to see you some point in this movie. You just I just I feel like there is just this feeling that Namor is going to realize he was wrong or Namor is going to show some some mercy or is going to show some kind of way that he's not a bad guy. He's an antihero. He's just protecting his nation. Maybe they thought that the Wakandans were attacking them and that's why he did something is going to almost admonish him of the, the, the villainy that we perceive is going to happen. And you almost have to do that now because with no T'Challa, there's really no beef between the countries. Because the beef was never between Wakanda and and Atlantis. It was between Namor and T'Challa. So with no T'Challa, that's that's why I like that they made M'Baku the proxy. Like, I hate this dude. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Do you think that they would actually go so far as to make Namor the one responsible for T'Challa's death? <laughs> They should, but it would be disappointing because that is one of so there there's stuff that diehards want to see that hasn't happened yet, and there's stuff that casuals are interested in possibly seeing. One of the things that diehards have always wanted to see from the beginning of the MCU when we knew this was gonna be a thing was Namor versus T'Challa. That's one of the biggest things in the comics. They hate each other, they'll work with each other today. They'll hate each other tomorrow. Peter Griffin and the Big Chicken can't stand each other. So it would make sense for the respect to the history of that twosome and that feud if that happened. But I would not be shocked if it did happen, if it was accident. Yeah, that makes sorry, I mean, Tony. Go ahead. That would create the beef, but I mean, even bigger beef between them. But uh, yeah, and Tony, you yeah. know, like Tony's saying, you know, about the, uh, the, the Wakanda kind of getting out there more. So I get the impression the world knows about they've existed and they've hidden their technology for a long time. But the fact is they're talking about Namor threatening the surface world, which kind of brings Wakanda into action, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, is this, well, that's the thing. Is is this, uh, is this battle that we're about to embark on likely, is this what's going to open up that door where outside's going to figure things out, right? Um, what if, what if Ray's right, and the and the and the real story is uh, the struggle of of overtaking Namor and 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 his rule, right? That could be that could be the story right there. I mean, what better way to build a, a new and and one hundred percent accepted Black Panther, but than to have them come up from being held down, right? I mean, that just that's just classic booking right there. And someone needs to explain to me when Wakanda got a shoreline because it's a landlocked country. 
<laughs> I'm just curious. I well, yeah. I mean, it could be artificial. Who knows? Maybe they moved. They moved to the coast, Ray. They picked it up. And they picked it, it, it up coast. and moved. It's it's just a viaduct, Ray. It's just a viaduct. Well, then, hey, to get the whole damn army to a viaduct, the boy's moving, man. Give him credit. They call it. They call it the Moses. Moses, the Moses effect. I'm sure they will explain it to us how you know a landlocked country turned into, you know, Southern California. But that's we'll we'll get to that eventually. But uh, yeah, November 11th can't get here soon enough. Yeah, blame the Atlanteans. I'll blame the Atlanteans. Yeah, that's what that that's that's a convenient thing. So good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to November 11th. Got to think about getting tickets for that and Black Adam, um, because you know we we got to check out and see what what the oh, Rock Black is going to do. Two weeks. Yes. Two weeks, yeah. I, I mean, Tony made reference. I did not include it in the rundown because there's not enough meat on that bone to really give it a lot of credibility. But, yeah, Dwayne Johnson ironed things out between Henry Cavill and the WB. Um, I know that made you happy. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, I, I'm, I, first thing I thought is like... Yeah, but who, go ahead, who else do you want to see him... If, if Black Adam and, and Superman are meant to be doing something here in the future, who else do you want to see The Rock go up against? It's Henry Cavill. I mean, oh. the guy looks like a freaking god on Dude, there. When, Everybody accepts him as Superman. Yeah. And, and, and then Rock is... You know, these are... In Rock the, makes him look like in a tiny the trailer, guy. In, in the Black Adam trailer where he says, there's nobody on the planet who can stop me. Part of me thinks like Superman's going to step up and say, I'm your, I'll be your Huckleberry. You know, now that would be kind of a cool <laughs> no, moment, but um, I'll be a Huckleberry. not yet. They, they still got to run that Black no, no. Adam Shazam thing. They got to run that first. That's fine. It's in the works, but I mean, at least Henry Cavill's on good terms here now. You know, I mean, oh, this means this is, this is what happens when you have the rock. Like you, you, <laughs> he fixes you everything. You, well, you don't necessarily run the show anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's kind of in charge now, right? That that's kind of just the way it goes, but it's not a bad thing. It's a really fucking good thing because he's not going to come in. The, he's going to have everybody's best interests, period. You guys, just the way he works. Did you guys see how Dwayne shot down the notion of him running for president? So that was disappointing. Oh yeah. He was never going to run. That was all he don't, talk. He don't, he don't need that shit. Really? I got so, I got more money can, than God. Why would I want to ruin it by running for president? Can I say one more thing about Black Adam real fast? Of all of the castings that we've seen from the MCU on, even before Hugh Jackman and Toby, is there a more perfect casting than Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate? Is that not perfect? Other than Downey it, as it, Tony Stark, that's the only other one I could put in. They're there. they're, they're neck and neck, bro. They're like one A one B, like. He looks like Kent. He talks like it, it, it's, it's the perfect ca- casting to me. And it's been enough time since Bond and another Bond. You know, if this was yeah. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, right, when Daniel Craig was starting to get moving there, you would have been like, oh, that, yeah, it, it looks good, but I still see Bond. Here, I don't see Bond yeah. anymore. Good point. Good point. The gray hair. and Yeah, great point. Well, that's a, a good as enough place to get to our first commercial break. And then we are going to do a little bit of news around the Nerdosphere before we get into Nerdomania. Where's Vince when I, I need him? I can't wait. I can't wait for Nerdomania. I, 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 I need Vince to come in here. Vince, you're not doing anything. Just get your <laughs> ass on, on this thing right now. So before we go, though, we are about to take our first commercial break. I want to let you guys remind you, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds, which is a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network right here on the Chairshot.com. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, folks, we are back from our first commercial break. Uh, Ray. Where where's uh, Marquise and Cristobal right now? Have they, have they found what they're looking for? Or are we still searching? Marquise is never going to find what he's looking for again. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Actually, okay. I heard what happened in the middle of the night. They went walking in their sleep through the valley of sunshine to a river so deep they were searching for something only the mind could see. But in the middle of the night, they they do go walking, walking in their sleep. They go walking. Take a walk. Wow. PC Tony, everybody. PC Tony, send send your hate tweets to at it's me DPP. So uh, make sure that they get all those figured out. Uh, let's talk a little news around the nerders here, guys. I titled this one initially, Fandom Acquires Everything. <laughs> if it's related to gaming, Fandom just uh, did a pretty big flex, didn't they, guys? Uh, so Fandom, an entertainment platform, they acquired, I'm looking at it right now. This is... um. This is pretty stunning when you actually look at what they got. GameSpot. Yeah. Metacritic. <laughs> Fuck. TV Guide. Fanatical. Not so familiar with them. Screen Junkies. Game Facts, which I'm very familiar with. Giant Bomb. Cord Cutters News and Comic Vine. That, Ray, would you call that a flex? I, I'd call that a flex. A big flex. That's a Scott Steiner double arm flex, bro. Like, <laughs> like this is mine's now. This is mine's now. Yeah. And, and by the way, I know us nerds are looking at GameSpot and Game Facts and Comic Vine. TV Guide, son. TV Guide. TV Guide. Ah. I mean, I know it's not yeah. like it's not like if it was the '70s, that'd be huge. But I know it's not like that hey, anymore. We reference Frank Costanza a ton on this show, and TV Guide meant a lot to that man, if you remember. That's true. That's yes. true. You, if you go to the grocery store right now, you're still going to see a TV guide. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but yeah, you're like you're saying, right? Game, yeah. Game, yeah. GameSpot, one of the most recognized gaming. I mean, you got GameSpot and IGN, 1A and 1B. Well, maybe not. IGN yeah. is a little bit bigger, but GameSpot's right up there. Metacritic is, as far as video games, maybe, you know, when you're looking at movies and stuff like that, okay, Metacritic takes a backseat to Rotten Tomatoes. Not with games, though. As far as a game aggregator, Metacritic's number one. I don't even think there's anybody remotely close to number two as far as a game aggregator. That's massive. GameFAQs is the greatest, the biggest, largest, greatest collection of walkthroughs and, and cheats and just any stuff that really helps old gamers like me who are like, I ain't got time for this shit to figure this fucking puzzle out. I just want to know so I can move on and get to the next part of the story. GameFAQs is my go-to on that. Uh, Tony, you know, I don't Did you get a chance to talk to DP about any of this stuff? I mean, this is right in his wheelhouse and, and, it is, and it is as big a story as we've gotten on the gaming front in quite a while. Yeah, I mean it's it's what a big what a big victory, right? I mean that's you guys already said it. There's a couple things here that are just the industry standard. Um Dave, you talked about game facts and yeah, I you get stuck, that's where you go. Or or you just want to go through the story nice and neat and you don't want to spend the fucking you know, 100 hours of gameplay to do it. That's that's what you do. Um it, you know, cheat codes, too, for different games are all over that stuff, right? So it, it's just a, an excellent media acquisition, a, an excellent content acquisition that people actually spend time and consume the, 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 the media that they've acquired. So it just, if there was a bell, I'd ring it seven times for this this acquisition. It's just it puts them at a different level than everybody else in the the genre, in the industry, in the niche that they're in. And I'd heard of fandom before this, but it wasn't someplace that I sought out or went to, but that that's kind of all changed now. I mean, if this is all under their umbrella, I don't know if they're going to keep the, I imagine they'll probably keep the website separate for the foreseeable future, but still that every time you click on that fandom gets a little piece of that pie. That's, that's massive. Ray looks like you had something to say about that. Yeah, I, I want to say a couple of things. First and foremost, I want to say I think this move is fantastic for one major reason. More ability and more opportunity for people to get paid in writing. Cause a lot of these sites are, are wiki sites, which is basically you just write for fun. And under this umbrella now, you're going to get paid. Um, I also want to mention that I work and... You won't hear me mention this a lot, but I work for Static Media now. I, I write for Wrestling Inc. And uh, they own, they are the company, they're a company that owns Wrestling Inc., Looper, um, House Digest, the, like a whole bunch of sites that talk about certain things that's that and the other. And when you have a company that that buys out all these little places and, and has them under their umbrella, it just in in this case, it allows them to get paid because a lot of these dudes and a lot of these people weren't getting paid or were getting paid maybe ten dollars every five thousand words or something like that. Now you can now there's a real opportunity for these people to get paid for stuff that like you mentioned, Dave. Every time I played a game, I couldn't figure out something. I went straight to Game Facts, and now those people are gonna get paid for that. You know, the the hope is, and I think that's just better for the for the market in general. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great great move, and and you know usually you would think like 
a company like GameSpot or um, or um, or even like Metacritic would would Comic Vine would yeah Comic Vine. You think they would bite? Maybe they would acquire fandom, not so much the other way around. So it's a it's a big win for fandom, and it may, immediately makes them a major player in this video game industry that shows no signs of slowing down at all. Uh, next story that we wanted to cover here on the uh, lovely news around the nerdosphere. This we got we we talked about this a little bit and it, it's worth some discussion, especially because I know off air we were talking about a, a show that just appeared on um, on Disney Plus this week that I know Ray wants to talk about. Patrick reviewed it very highly, but there's a story going around several outlets about Disney Plus scrapping kind of these MCU series like we're used to, and we're going to talk She Hulk in a minute. You know, shows like Miss Marvel, uh, Loki. We know we're going to get a season two of Loki. Um, but there's thing about scrapping that for kind of a different format, more of these special presentations. I, I want to turn this over to Tunny first, because I know when the story kind of came out, Tunny was like asking, you know, does that mean we're not going to get any, any more shows? What exactly are they talking about here? And so I wanted to turn it over to you, Tunny, your thoughts. I mean, there's the notion of not doing like a series anymore and more of these special presentations that, you know, stuff that's an hour, hour and a half. Uh, as a means of maybe introducing characters, possibly plot points, things like that. What are your thoughts about that? Are you in favor of that? Or, or do you kind of like the way we've been for the last year, year and a half, really, with these series coming out every couple months? I think they're trying to test the waters and see if they're going to get bigger numbers special by special or bigger numbers week by week with a series. You know what I'm saying? So this is all, this is, this could all change, right? Like, there, there's some things I couldn't imagine them doing as good if it wasn't a series, you know, and they, they put up big numbers with these series. So maybe it's a different way they want to present things moving forward, considering where these different, I mean, I imagine it, are they just talking about Marvel? Just Marvel. Yeah, I think it's just Marvel. I don't know about if they're thinking about this with star Wars or what they're doing, but I mean, they got a bunch That's of star Wars saying. shows in the can, so to speak. <laughs> Right. So it's interesting. I, I just don't, I wouldn't put like a hundred percent into what they're saying is, is the end all be all of what's going to happen because the money's going to talk in the end and wherever the, wherever the viewership lands is, is the way they're going to go. Um, it, it just may be a different route of storytelling here in the, in the, in the near future. Ray, first off, your thoughts on this. And I know you saw, what was the special that came out this werewolf by night? Is that the, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a, a good example, I guess, of one of these special presentations that that uh, Disney Plus is talking about. So first off, your thoughts, you know, how do you feel about the possibility of them kind of pulling away from the streaming series, doing something more like Werewolf by Night, uh, special presentations, things like that? Do you think that's that's a good idea or do you kind of prefer the present model? Well, I think it's a genius idea, but they're not pulling away from the series. They're just adding another way to tell stories. If you were to tell me that every series coming forward was going to be now a, a special presentation, I'd have a problem with it. But that's not the case. How many times have, and this, is, this isn't just limited to the Disney Plus series, but how many times have we, we had a series and we, that was 10 episodes, that was eight episodes, and we said, well, really didn't need that many episodes to tell the story. That's what I think they're seeing and they're realizing and they're kind of pivoting. Um, because Every character doesn't need six hours worth of content or four hours worth of content or 10 episodes, which 
however many minutes of worth of content to get him over. And I say M, like EM, not them, not yeah, them over, not him or her, just them in general. Um, and Werewolf by Night is a perfect example. And Werewolf by Night, and this isn't this, I'm not giving anything away clearly, but you have the werewolf, Jack Russell, you have Elsa Bloodstone, and you have Man Thing. All three of these characters are, I'm not gonna say super important, but are characters that could play a role going forward. But did you need six episodes of the Elsa Bloodstone show? No. Did you need a season worth of Man Thing? No. And so in this perfect 55-minute special, they explained who they were, what they what they were about, and why they mattered. And if you look at the series that are going forward that are supposed to be in this new format, I disagree with Armor Wars because the Armor Wars story is a story that needs time, in my opinion. They're turning that into whatever. a movie, right? Not not one of these special yeah. presentations. Okay. Well, the special presentations are technically movies. They're 55 to minutes to an hour and a half. Um, but I would, I think Armor Wars deserves, this, if you tell the story correctly, that's a story that can be told over six to ten episodes, but that's just me. But the three that are being mentioned are the Wakanda spinoff, the Ten Ring spinoff, and Silver Surfer. Do I need ten episodes of the Silver Surfer? Twenty six episodes of the Silver Surfer. I need 20 of the Silver Surfer, but that's just me, Ray. The Silver Surfer is, and I, I mean, no disrespect to you or any Fantastic Four fan or Silver Surfer fan or, or any of that. The Silver Surfer is one of the most uninteresting, important characters in, in, in history of comic books. There is not one thing about that character that matters other than he's a herald of Galactus. Nothing that, but he's important because of his power and because of who he is in reference to one of the biggest bads that exists and who he becomes when he leaves. But he's not, he's not interesting. He, There's nothing about his story that people care about. He's responsible for Thanos coming back before, right before an Infinity Gauntlet. But anyway, go ahead, Ray. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm agreeing with you in his importance, but I'm talking about... Right, I don't need 20 episodes. How about 10? 10, 10? Norrin Rad, the character. Is there enough about that character to expound upon... I'm not going to go with the 10, 20, six episodes. No, it's not. And so if you give me 55 minutes or an hour and a half to explain who he is, why he's important, and then we can start putting him in other things. Yeah. Like, Zai Ling is a great character from uh, Ten, from uh, Shang-Chi. The Ten Rings, is I like what they're, how they changed it. I don't need to see six episodes of that. So I just think it's a different way of expanding an already massively expanded story space. And then you're still going to get 10 episodes of Loki. You're still going to get 18 episodes of Daredevil. You're still going to get six more episodes of Miss Marvel. And you got this too. I think it's genius. I'll, I'll say this. I know we've talked about it before that there is, there is a level of streaming fatigue that seems to permeate now that people have gotten tired of some of the streaming st- shows trying to keep up with them. You know, Tony can't keep up with lock and key whenever the Packers play. That's a different story entirely. But, you know, it's a, it's our Marquise and Carbajal or Cristobal or whatever the hell his name is running around the street. Carbajal ain't showed up yet. Carbajal ain't that's showed next up episode. Okay, that's next episode. Perfect. But I, I think I do agree with you, Ray, that I think for some characters that you want to get in to the MCU, but you don't want to devote a ton of time and resources, this is a brilliant idea. I mean, uh, a character who's been associated with Elsa Bloodstone in the past, Ghost Rider, 
there's somebody who you could say, okay, maybe we can do that in an hour and a half little spinoff. We can get him in there, get him introduced. We don't need to spend a ton of time, but we tell the salient points of what we want to tell about a character like Ghost Rider. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of of other characters. You know, I it's certainly not a fantastic for Silver Surfer is a good a good nomination. Um, you know, we've already seen Miss Marvel. I'm trying to think of like other other characters that this would work for, and I, I actually got to think about it, but. I think, you know, it's a brilliant idea if you're looking for ways to introduce characters. Uh, Nova, you know, I know there's been talk about the Nova Corps. Nova would be a good character to do something like this with. Uh, 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 well, Ray, which Nova? Well, that's to start, you know. Sam Sam Alexander needs a show. Richard Ryder doesn't need a show. But like stuff like, um, you know, Mr. Sinister, that'd be a that'd be a fun little special presentation to do something about him. Um you know, mm-hmm. there's there's some of these other lesser known characters who would be a lot of fun to bring in and stuff like this. Uh, I like certainly not Morbius. You know, we've already seen that done to death, but maybe Marvel could resurrect could rescue it with a special presentation. But but I, I tend to agree with you. I, I I don't think, you know, certainly shows like Loki. We know they're getting a season two. There's rumors about a Moon Knight season two. There are certain more involved characters with much more depth to them that I think are going to lend themselves better to a series. You know, I, I try to think off the top of my head, just let me look at, look at some stuff, see who I can, who I can come up with, who would be fun to put into, uh, you know, okay. I got one for you. What's that? Now I would, I would lean towards a series for her, but I think you could get away with doing just the introductory presentation and then putting her and telling her story in further in other people's shows or movies. But uh, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. Yeah, Spider Woman would be good. There's characters, there's like characters like Marvel likes to dabble in that you don't ever hear about. Uh, Nico Minoru, you know, somebody like that who would be like, who the hell is this? Well, watch this special presentation and you'll figure it out. You know, some get some A Force stuff going on and things like, that. or even even if you wanted to bring in a group like A Force or some singularity, yeah, X Factor. Give me some Shatterstar. Give me some long shot. Give me some Polaris, you know. Alpha things. flight. Yeah. Oh, oh. the, the guy, the, the guy who um we thought was gonna be the 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 super secret dude in uh WandaVision, uh Blue Marvel, Adam Brashear. Mephisto Ray. There you go. You could do a Mephisto special presentation. <laughs> Somewhere Let's right now. Pat, Patrick O'Dowd just threw his phone at the wall. So it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think I, I sorry, I I think you guys have hit it on the head. I don't think we've seen the end of streaming series. I, I think Marvel and Disney are being very selective and being smart. And and I love the fact that they're thinking about this, approaching it differently, saying, OK, what's better positioned as a series versus what is better positioned from a character development and maybe plot point standpoint to do something like this hour, hour and a half special, pro- even if it's a three episode miniseries who the hell would give a shit i would take a three episode miniseries of ghost rider and be happy about it so i'm all in agreed so uh, agreed. Yeah. by the way go for your for you just real quick would you rather see keanu reeves or norma reed as this ghost rider as johnny blaze i should say i know kung fu okay so we know your answer um i probably want norman reedus as it just because he's younger i know keanu still looks great and he's 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 one of the most popular actors in the world right now. I, I look at guys as far as like longevity and what you can do with them. Uh, probably, eh, 
I, I think Norman Reedus lends himself a little bit better to Johnny Blaze than in my dog. He just, my dog, one of my dog's name is Johnny Blaze, and he's looking at me like, "What? What the hell are you talking go. about?" Um, he, but he feels like he feel Norman Reedus as a person feels like the character more than Keanu does. And if you, I would, I would let Keanu be Silver Surfer. That way, he don't really got to act. He could just yeah mocap and do the voice. He'd be perfect for that. Good call, Ray. I like that. Um, let, let's uh, before we go into Nerdomania, let's talk about the last little news bite here of the uh, nerds around the world that just love to get pissed off about stupid shit. And, and I, I, I'd written earlier this week when the when the episode dropped, um, and I titled this episode "Daredevil Fucks." Get over it. People are losing their damn mind because Daredevil hooked up with She Hulk and. My Lord, some of the stuff that I read online, I, I posted, I linked you guys to this article and I'm like, are, are, are people like really serious about this? He's relatable and he would never do that. I can't relate to him anymore. Are you human being? If you're a human being, you've probably had sex at some point in time, unless you're a 40 year old virgin or something like that. Tony, go ahead. You're dying to jump in here. Go ahead. Man. I think you already hit the nail on the head. All you got to do is follow la 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 connect. The yeah. Dots. I mean, uh, if you're, if you're human, like, and- seriously, you're upset about this. This is one of the funniest things that's ever happened in the entire MCU fucking universe is daredevil taking the walk of fucking shame in yes. his fucking superhero suit with his boots in his fucking hand. This is one of the funniest things ever, ever. It, this whole series is phenomenal. And once again, it's two things. It's a great story being told by a well-casted group of actors. I love the episode. O'Dowd, I know he said it was the best episode of She-Hulk so far. I would tend to agree. The only thing about it that, for me, from the Daredevil standpoint, and I asked my wife because she's she's watched all of the Daredevil stuff on, on Netflix, and I've only watched part of it. And I'm like, babe, uh, we're watching this. I'm like, okay, there's been some complaints that this isn't the daredevil from the netflix series what do you think and she said well he he said she's like well this could be a different time frame he does seem to be less troubled he seems lighter he seems happier um and and of course we've all talked about it that the daredevil from the netflix series may not necessarily be the one who comes across in the mcu but uh you guys i don't know you guys watch the daredevil series on netflix i'm pretty sure ray i know you did uh, did you have an issue with this kind of character? Do you consider it a complete character change, or is it just a alteration of, of that character personality? Neither. It's the same guy. Okay. Watch the end of every series. He has hope at the end of every series. Season one, season two, season three. The only one who didn't have hope at the end was the Defenders when he thought Lester was dead. But he has hope at the end of every series. The end of at the end of season three, him and Karen and Fo- and um, Foggy, they don't, don't doesn't doesn't it end with them eating dinner or something so. like that? I can't remember, but yeah. I thought so. He he has hope. So there, he, I don't mean to bring the religion into it, but by nature he's a Catholic. So by nature he f- looks for the hope in things, right? That's the the duality of the character is. Him wanting to find hope and being a lawyer who supposed to believe in hope and then being vengeance and justice in his own way. But the one the, the thing that bothered me was people tried to I think the issue people have with it is more about She-Hulk than Daredevil. 
because very clearly there's a contingency of people who don't like She-Hulk because she's powerful, she's she's a strong character, and all this stuff, right? And to them, I say, if you have a problem with Daredevil fucking She-Hulk, he fucked Karen Page in the in the series. He fucked Claire Temple in the series. We didn't know his story history with Elektra. Daredevil be fucking. Can I can I just give a real life reference for the reason that superheroes fuck? Please. Have you ever heard the stories about the Olympic villages? Hey, was speaking That's on the it. Closest thing a human physically is to a superhero, technically, if you think about real life. So, when good-looking, in-shape people who are smart, powerful, talented get together, to get together, you know what happens? We kind of skip the rest of the bullshit and are like, let's fuck. You know what's funny? That's what I'm she glad did. You said that. That's what Jen did. He's like, maybe next time I'm, ta- I, I'm in town, I could take you to dinner. And she's like, why don't we skip all that? Or, or. You, what's, what's funny, Tony, what you say that made me think of this. Uh, in the show of the boys, the most legitimate, legitimately real thing that could, w- would have actually happened if that was real was, um, what was the, the, the orgy? What was it called? Herogasm. Oh. Herogasm? Girl, yeah. You know that's the one thing on that show that would really be happening. If superheroes were real. Absolutely. <laughs> regular hero chasms. <laughs> now, I would say also to that, not all the superheroes would be into that. Well, depending on how many superheroes there are in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a good point. But Tony made the best point of the day. That's a fantastic point. Way to go, Tony. Uh, you made up for your lack of lock and key this week with the, with that rebound. Right no, there. Didn't. I mean, Carbajal and no, Crystal no, Ball and, 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 and Chandelier, they're all still looking for Marquise, <laughs> but it's not, not, not all of the cans of beer have great answers in them, but some of them do. <laughs> some of them do. Awesome. <laughs> so yes, if you're one of these people out there who was upset because Daredevil had sex because he's Catholic, I got news for you. Catholics have sex. I just throwing that out there for you to think about. Without rubbers. Yes. Unprotected I, sex, no less. It's it's and it's really low hanging fruit to come back at said group. So we'll just we'll just, push it just it's just it's okay. just, it has been an ongoing thing with She Hulk, the stupidity of some of the fans out there that just like it, it it's almost like you, you say there are they really? They're really upset. There's really people upset about okay. I'm not sure I understand. This is a this is a mainstream adult sitcom based in Marvel Universe. That's what it is. And if you don't and like it, don't watch it. I mean, I've, that's it. I've Someone had to say that. Watch it or lose your fucking subscription and still pay. That's not what happens. And I, I've had to explain that to friends to friends of mine who were like, "Well, I don't like the show. Well, why? Because not what I expected. Well, what did you expect? Not they this. never lied about not what it was going to be. It's the- always supposed to be a, a sitcom." I, these same people, I guarantee you, they laugh at certain parts of the show, so they can just kind of continue their keyboard warriorship, like we've talked about before. I have one follow-up, Dave. If I may, I have a question for both of you again. You're going to ask me about the yellow uh, Daredevil suit? Yeah, I don't like it either, Ray. But go ahead. No, yeah, that's just garbage. That's just. I know there's camera footage of me at Hero Gasm, Ray, but I was I was never intending on participating, like I said before. Well, thank you for telling your truth. That wasn't the question, but I appreciate Tunny, you. Video of Tunny speaking and a cuddle. Truth. F- we have video of Tunny and a cuddlefish somewhere online, right? But go ahead, Ray. Go well, 
Rest in peace to Tim. Poor Timothy. She started out a mermaid. So we see how the episode eight ended. Um, the world got to see the Hulk version of She-Hulk, the scary part. And Hulk King is trying to dox her and put her out there. And we know that episode nine is going to be the end. And we're going to get the reveal of who this person is. What do you think is going to happen? Who you think who you think the big bad is? Any idea? Do you care? I'm guessing. I, care. I just have no idea. I, to me, I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. Kingpin would be a good bring him in at the end of this thing. You got Daredevil kind of a, a, as leaping off a, into that direction. Maybe Kingpin. What, what do you think, Tony? Sounds good to me. So I have believed from the beginning of the from the beginning from the moment the show was 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 announced, and then furthered when we when we heard about the new Phase Five and Phase Six movies, that this is Samuel Stearns, aka the leader, right? And I we know Sam Stearns' leader is going to be the big bad of Captain America Four. Um, she Hulk has kind of been like a a, um, a conduit to the Hulk movie that nobody talks about with Eli Roth being back. So and all that. I still think he's involved, but that little motherfucker Todd, she got beef with him and he keep playing her. And I think he may be Hulk King working for, uh, for the leader. So I, but I'm, but I, I'm curious because this, I think what happens at the end of episode nine is going to be, important for the future of the mcu in some form or fashion like these episodes usually are yeah and i think they're the it's been a sitcom it's been humorous you got to see a more serious side at the end there i, I don't foresee episode nine being as lighthearted as the previous eight that's for sure Mm-mm. what's yeah. the biggest thing we've had come out of these series wanda that's about it i mean well, no, Kang. Because not a lot Kang. of it. Well, Kang, Kang from Loki, I suppose. That's one. Um, well, okay. White Vision. Yeah, here's the other thing. We know from Moon Knight that the afterlife exists. We know now. That's from, another one. We know now from uh, uh, Werewolf by Night about the supernatural element that's out there, which lends itself to stuff like Blade, Dracula, things like that. So that's another aspect of the MCU that they've kind of evolved and, and expanded upon. Um, go ahead, Ray. I think. I think I think the sneaky biggest thing is the formation of the Young Avengers because the majority of them have been introduced to these series. Billy and Tommy, Eli, uh, Patriot, Young Avengers. Um, They have set up the Young Avengers right now. Look, think about it. Think about who we've got. We got Kate. We got America Chavez. You've got Echo. You've got Miss Marvel. Um, who who are we missing? Eli, Patriot. Um, um, um. Isaiah's grandson, Eli, Billy and Tommy, if they come back to this universe in form or fashion, like you got a lot that you got a lot to 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 play with. Um, I know Cassie Lang is going to be a part of it, too, but she's not in the series. Yeah, I imagine she'll, she's going to turn into stature pretty soon. That That's. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I, well, she we know she's we know she's stature in Quantumania. Quantumania. Yep. Like, yeah. So. So yeah, there's a lot of little things that uh, there's so many things in motion, you know, and, and it's like everything like the MCU, like, well, we'll never know this until the very freaking end of it. So also the bringing in the Netflix verse because Kingpin Jessica was in Jones, Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kingpin and Daredevil made their debuts in streaming shows. So there's been a lot. I think the shows have been fairly important. All right. The new Captain America was yep. announced. Yep. Loki, Kang. <clears throat> I had lots of stuff. But I'm going to cut it there, guys, because we got bigger and better things we got to do. We are going to go to our second commercial break. Before we do, Tony, can you let the people at home know how can they support all the great stuff we are doing here at thechairshot.com? Yeah, thechairshot.com, always use your head. Uh, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment all over the place, including Chairshot Radio Network. You can find that on thechairshot.com or on any of your favorite streaming platforms. And head on over to prowrestlingtees.com, pick yourself up a t-shirt, get it in soft style, don't be a cheap fucking bastard. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Chairshot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms and thechairshot.com. Always... Use your head. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, this is the moment, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the first time ever for Nerd O Mania. Oh, my mania. Oh, boy. People at home are probably like, what the fuck are these three idiots doing right now? Why why should I be excited about Nerdomania? Tony, go ahead. You're, you're chomping <laughs> all, at the bit, man. I think all three of us have really been excited since you brought this idea up, right? You agree? Like, I mean, I, part of the reason I didn't, honestly, I worked on this during the Packer game, and then I just kept working on it and forgot. Like, I had planned That's to go. That's why okay, you far, watch forgot Lock and Key. All right. You're excused. I was like, You're excused. And now Patrick's going to be even more mad because he can accept the Packer <laughs> game, but not because he doesn't. He hates this stupid idea, but I love it. So, like, I just kept working on it and thinking of different things. So, um, I guess I'll start the conversation of, like, what my list means, I guess, kind well, of thing. Let, is let's like, explain first. <laughs> let's explain first to people what this is. So, Several yeah. weeks, several weeks ago, I came up with this idea. 
that I called Nerdomania. And, and generally, here's what it is. What if we as nerds were given a blank slate? You have access to all of geek culture, all of nerddom. And how would you fantasy book a WrestleMania-style card-ish? If you had all that, you can pick six matches and one promo. And that's what we've done here. We've got, we've all got six matches, one promo that we're going to do. I think probably the way we'll do it, guys, is we'll start off, instead of like, you know, with the project stuff, we go and we say something and if something's higher, then we stop. That's obviously the odds of us having the exact same match or the exact same people, uh, a billion to one, probably at this point, I would say. And you guys even know a couple of mine. I would say, but. But did you guys book it as like match? You have six matches, and then you put the promo in in between a certain match. Did you like yep. book the card that way? I did. So then I don't think it would matter because this is your. Should we just go? This is my match. This is my first thing. Yes. This is my. So you got seven things, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go through here. I don't know. People, maybe, hopefully, somebody, one of the twenty-seven of you listening to this, will give us some comments as to how you think the card was. Tony, you, you said you wanted to kind of talk about how you came up with your card and, and what you went into it. Go ahead. Give us the creative process behind the insane mind of one pizza, pizza funny, PC Tony. And there you go. Podcast Jedi. Fucking crazy. There are no Jedi. There are, there are no Jedis on my list though. I, I stayed pretty like I stayed pretty Marvel DC centric with a little twist, but I, I tried to have a connecting thing theme throughout my cards so i guess we'll kind of just see how this ends raymond what went into your insane brain insane in the membrane it went and wait is is carbajal or cristobal or are they in nerdomania at all i'm just just wondering nerdomania 2 nerdomania 2 got it coming from three different locations right nerdomania 2 (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna say I'm. I gotta say I gotta tell you I booked towards the Nerdomania too. To be honest with you, I did too. I I actually have twelve matches. I can't wait to see how our shows end. Right? Yes, I actually have twelve matches on my card, and I'm I'm struggling to pick six for today. (laughs) Can't Um, go over. You can't go over. You can't go over. No, no, I'm not. I I think I'm good with my six. But the way I came up with my idea was originally I was just gonna do Marvel versus DC, kind of like you did, Tony. Until Dave threw out the one that one match that made that blew my mind. I like that. I got a little twist, yeah, but he does, yeah. I mean, yeah, it blew my mind. So then I thought, I want to, I want to merge different universes. I want to put similar people uh, in in similar universe against each other. Um, and I also tried to think, what would be if what would be the biggest matchup I can make from a not just from a cool perspective, like oh, it'd be cool to see, but from a money perspective. Uh, before you go, Dave, and and before you know, you give yours, and we go into it. I I have to tell you this idea so I don't forget it. Um, there was going to be more, more big four coming from the attitude of aggression. I can let everybody know that Dave is Dave has been working hard on that and been talking with me, and I'm trying to help him out as much as possible. But we definitely want to get you more of that. What if we turn this into a big four? This is Nerdomania. In three months, we can have. Uh, Nerd Slam, nerd, and, seri- nerd series, and, uh, and, and uh, the survival nerd, survival nerd, Roy- and then we can royal have the royal nerd, nerd royal nerddom, royal nerddom. <laughs> Leading into the, the, you, you win that rumble with all these different people, you get into the main event. But it all starts with Nerdomania number well, one, and we can have three, we can have three different universes. 
it's an I interesting can't wait thought. For Patrick to Ta- hear this shit. Yeah, table that thought. I can't wait for Patrick to Patrick hear this be like, shit. This is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard, but we love it. We're gonna have to create our own. We're gonna have to create a brand. This is gonna be a subsidiary of Bandwagon Nerds. Patrick's like redheaded stepchild that he doesn't want to talk about. Uh, I don't, he, I don't think he hated the idea. Nerds. Did he hate Nerd the idea, or he just didn't want to be a part of it? I don't know if he hated it, but anyway. He didn't want it to be. He didn't want it to be in 150. Right, was, was that's issue. right. And he's like, "Yeah, you, I'm not going to be here. You guys knock yourself out." So, like, my my list was kind of <laughs> exactly. My what list was kind of. I I have these matches, and I really didn't pick winners. I wanted to leave that open to interpretation. Although at the end, I might have you guys pick the winner of the final match to see how you guys think this whole thing goes down and whether something that happens early in the card might impact the end. I, I might throw a swerve in there, but you know what? Let's, let's get this show rolling with our first matches. I think Tony, I'm going to let you kick this off. Ray, you give us your first match event, whatever. And then I'll give the, uh, I will say this. I, when I came up with matches, I didn't want to keep it just like regular wrestling matches. Cause how do you do that with some of these characters? So all of my matches have special little kind of twist mm-hmm. to them and we'll we'll kind of see how that goes tony what's your first match of your nerdomania nerdomania one this uh, where's liberace where's the rockets where's muhammad oh they're all gone fuck we, go ahead we tony need, we we need like a good curtain jerker we need some 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 fast pace some some oohs and ahs and and, and a little bit of magic in there too so we're going to start this off for the Nerdomania Tag Team Championships. <laughs> and this is going to be a webs and lightning match. And it's going to be the defending tag team champions, Spider-Man and Flash, taking on the villains, Green Goblin and the Reverse Flash, coming after those Nerdomania tag team titles. And don't forget, this is a webs and lightning match. So in the end, you guys can picture the fight however you would like. I'm going to give you the card. You can think about it, but I'm going to let you know what happens in each of these matches. So Spider-Man and Flash, hang on, because we got to start to build this tag team superhero, supervillain division with, with, with a really uh, benchmark tag team here of Spider-Man and Flash. Hard to beat. They've both taken care of Green Goblin and Reverse Flash before. Obviously, like I said, webs and lightning, right? Green Goblin is not necessarily versed in webs, while Flash and Reverse Flash, no lightning. So the advantage went to Spider-Man and Flash here, retaining their Nerdomania Tag Team Championships in an excellent, fast-paced, ooh-ah, holy shit, that was amazing, curtain jerk of a match for Nerdomania 1 on the PC side of the Neuromania universe. And the good guys win. So you get the crowd, whoever is the crowd, whoever survives, of course, in the audience after some of these matches, because collateral damage, it could be the name of one of these Neuromania pay-per-views. And, <laughs> and, for, and, for my, and, and for my portion of this universe, which I'm thrilled and privileged to be in because the ideas just keep coming to my head. You can imagine your actor of choice playing each of these heroes, except you cannot imagine anybody else as the Flash except for Grant Goosen. Lies. <laughs> this Lies. is a no Ezra universe. No Ezra <laughs> free universe. Ray, what do you have for your curtain jerker, man? I'm going to start it up. So one of my favorite WrestleMania 
uh, opening matches ever. Not one of the best, but one of my favorite is uh, WrestleMania 24, the uh, hardcore match, let's say. I know Belfast Brawl between Finley and JBL. I'm going to use that as my uh, precursor. And my uh, opening match is a no-holds-barred-anything-goes match between John Wick and Jason Bourne. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great call, Ray. Uh, yeah, no-holds-barred, John Wick, Jason Bourne. Man, maybe throw some James Bond in there at some point in time, get him involved. But that's that's an awesome one, Ray. I love that for a curtain jerker, man. Well, I was gonna do, I, I, I thought about putting more people in this, but because uh, I was gonna put um Tom Cruise, homeboy, in uh Mission Impossible, whatever oh, his name is, Ethan, but whatever his name is, uh, yeah, Ethan, yeah, 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 but it's something. I have, I have a multi-man match later on, on the card. So I didn't want to, to add too many i have but many. if you ask me right now I'd, I'd probably say john wick wins i hadn't thought about winners and losers until tunny booked his whole goddamn match so <laughs> i have many many multi-men interesting things so here's my curtain jerker you guys will probably enjoy this this, this would be a fun one got to get something that's going to get the crowd going right away maybe a little bit disturbed at the outset of this thing maybe really like what the fuck did i just watch so here you go my opening match lobo Versus Wolverine versus Deadpool in a last limb remaining match, Ray. There you go. <laughs> well, we know Deadpool's winning that. <laughs> all That's of them, all of them have Lobo. all of them have regeneration powers. You can't kill any of them. So what you got to do is, all right, whoever's got the last limb remaining before everything regenerates, you're the winner. So. I figure between those three, that that that's going to go on for a little while. They'll they'll probably kill each other <laughs> in multiple ways. <laughs> my boy, my boy booked a fourteen hour match. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Shout out to Lobo. Yeah, Lobo. He, he needs a little more love out here. Lobo doesn't get nearly enough love. So we'll we'll do the reverse. We'll go in reverse order for the second part. So my second one, Ray. I love you. This is so for you. Because it's the promo time of my wrestle, my Nerdomania card. And it is Superman coming out and calling out you and my nephew and everybody else who has come out and said, you know, I've heard for years about how much of a pussy I am and how milk toast I am and how much of a Boy Scout I am. Ray Cash, I'm looking at you. Ken Skaggs, yeah, I'm going to call my nephew out. I'm looking at you. And he's like, I'm so tired of hearing this shit that you guys think that you know who I am and what I'm all about. So it's kind of Superman turning heel, but in a different, it's not injustice heel, Ray. This is just Superman saying, fuck all of you guys. I'm tired of being one of these goody goodies. Yeah, suck it, Ray. Ray Cash. You know, you're lucky I don't well, laser you. So he calls to the ring three guys. Now, you guys already know two because I already talked about this. He calls into the ring. One of them is, of course, Omni-Man. The other one's Homelander. I added another guy to this mix because I wanted him involved in this. Black Adam. He calls all of these three to the ring. and He says, I challenge you three schmucks to a match of my choosing. Now, this, of course, creates the issue where Omni-Man's like talking shit to Superman saying, the Viltrumite still exists. You Kryptonians are extinct. Which gets a lot of people upset about, you know, and say, oh shit, he just actually went there. Superman does not take too kindly to that. So Omni-Man is all in. 
Homelander looks around, realizes I'd kind of in over my head, but we know Homelander, his ego is not going to let him back down because that would hurt his Vought ratings and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Homelander's like, I'm in. Black Adam's like, look, I got a lot of experience with you, Kal-El. You know, I'm not going to back down from your ass because I got magic at my side. I know what your issues are. Sure. Bring it, Kal-El. What kind of match are we going to do? Superman puts the microphone up and he says, it's going to be a drops the mic and walks away just like a real heel. Leaving these three guys going, what the fuck are we gotten ourselves into? We will find out later on in this event what kind of match the Man of Steel has chosen in his heelish persona. It's not going to be pretty. Ray? Is the match happening tonight? Yes, it is. Oh! So he's got them. Hey. He's got them there. They've agreed because their egos won't let them back away. Because, you know, everybody, and, and this is the brilliant part of it. Everybody thinks, ah, how how out there can Superman? It's Superman. He's not going to come up with anything that crazy. It'll just be a straight up slugfest. Well, I got a match type that's going to be fun. You'll like it, Ray, when we get there. <laughs> and he's not even yeah. going to he's not even going to drag you into this thing. Although he did laser one of your fingers off, but that's okay. You know, probably your middle finger because well, you were flicking him off and he lasered it off. You know that you deserved it, Ray. I deserve that, but just want him to know I got my homie Val. Uh, sitting there waiting for me. All right. Waiting, waiting to, to be brought in to make some smoke. I'm the body, the brain, hitting the black folk. <laughs> you're you're prepared. I'm I'm happy for you, Ray. I'm glad that you've got got this covered. What is your second part of your Nerdomania card? I like I like you, my promo. You gave us I both thought, of them, huh? You gave us you gave us two matches. No, I gave one match, and the promo was my second event out of the seven. What was your first match again? That was Lobo, Wolverine, and Deadpool in the last. That's right. Okay. Match. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Keep up, Ray. My second match is is I'm, look. Um, you you when you bought our Superman, I, I just saw red. You just you just <laughs> checked out until just he until he burned your finger off. Okay, go ahead, Ray. <laughs> My second match on the card. Uh, I think we need uh to show a little love to the ladies, and uh I have a standard match. In fact, you could we can even we can even call it we can even put it in the fight pit. You 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 choose. But I have our good friend Kamiko from the boys versus Chen Li from Strength from Street Fighter. Put him in the fight pit. Yeah. yeah. With Matt Riddle. Put him in the Matt fight Riddle pit. is a special referee. Put him in the fight pit. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, shout out to my boy DC. Hey, you're not fighting me. You fighting him. Don't touch me. I like that. I that's 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 yeah. gonna be a fun match. Kimiko, ver- Kimiko versus uh, <laughs> I could see how that one's going down. Yeah, you don't need to pick a winner. I got some ideas, but that might be an interesting, <laughs> interesting throwdown. Good call, Ray. I was, I was originally gonna do the one people would probably expect Chun Li versus Sonya Blade, but I thought Chun Li and Kimiko probably got beef from back in the day before Kimiko got got taken. So let's go ahead and let's finish that. I like it, man. That's a good call. Tony, uh, you're looking frantically for something. Did you lose your card or something, or what happened, man? Oh, your phone. You don't need your phone. Fuck it, man. We, that's, that, you don't need your phone to do Nerdomania, Tony. Is it on your phone? No. Okay. I can call you if you want. Give me your number. I'll call you. I'll ring you. Nope. My ringer's never, my ringer's never on, so if you ever go to jail, don't call me. <laughs> um, okay, my <laughs> second match is a mixed tags match. And it involves a heelish duo 
against one of maybe America's sweetheart couples. I don't know. You figure it out. But this indeed is a clown car match in which the winner will place their opponent inside of a clown car, shut the doors, and it's over. And this match will feature Reed Richards and Sue Storm taking on the Joker and Harley Quinn, who will be victorious in their own match because we're not going to start the initial precedent of you losing your own match. So you were suspecting we got to get some heelish shit going on here. So the Joker and Harley Quinn make it happen in their first appearance together. What a rocky road that could be. But we'll see what Plus, happens in the future. Boy, the as clown the first match. ever intergender tag is won by Harley and the Joker. I, I, I love the concept of a clown car match. I'm going to shove your ass in this car and just close the door. You, you got yeah, yeah. Reed, especially Reed Richards, who can, Reed Richards, who can stretch to the ends of the earth. But nope, we're going to suppress your ass and sue. If you try and do an invisible shield, you're just going to shield yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good call, Tony. I like that one. What do you got for your third match? Or Ray, you got, you got any, any, any thoughts on the clown car match or? It's like, are you like, that's a clown question, bro? No, I look, by the way, those, those two, uh, those are two, uh, fantastic, I think, uh, choices for couples to go at each other. And I can't wait until Harvey Quinn basically pulls a Linda McMahon on Vince at WrestleMania 17 and kicks him in the balls. It's coming. I feel it. Got lots. Of, we're not painting ourselves into any corners here. You know, lots of options. All right. This is one of the most anticipated matches on the card, and it is for the Nerdomania TV title. This motherfucker got championships for real. <laughs> this is a loser pulls off his mask match. I, I was worried and where you were involves, going with that for a second, but go ahead. I hope you don't have Ronis Jonas because he kind of can't. He really Batman can't. is your current television champion, and he will be defending his title against none other than Black Panther. Mm. Black Panther takes his mask off all the time. They know who he is. Still, the, 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 the thing here is to get back and just not doing his job. He, he started taking money on the side. I mean, basically, this is like, this is this is the Batman you hate. So this can be Val Kil- the fat Val Kilmer Batman, Thomas. this arrogant George Clooney Batman, whatever you want it to be, right? Thomas and Wayne. come in, and we're going to get it revealed that it's Bruce Wayne, and we have a new television champion. It's Black Panther. I, was, I hmm. thought you were going to say Black Panther. Will, they'll they'll unmask Batman, and it'll be like Rey Mysterio under the mask the whole time. Or no, it'll be Vince McMahon. It was me. It was me all the time. Well, yes. And, and there are rumors. There are rumors for a future television title defense uh, of Black Panther being come after by. Oh. By an evil Moon Knight, he must be possessed. Mm, now, that's, that's, now that's what I'm interested Moon in. Moon Knight, Black Panther, that might be a fun fight, throw down. I mean, hell, if you would have gave me Batman versus Moon Knight, that's, they get compared all the time. Hey, biggest, biggest party of the summer, Nerd Slam. <laughs> coming man. soon, coming soon. Ray, what, what's your third, uh, third match of the night? My third match is a bit of a showcase match. It's a grudge match. It's a call-out match, actually. It's an open challenge match. I have the Predator <laughs> setting up the open challenge and being answered by, Dave, you'll love this, The Witcher. <laughs> yes. 
There you go. As long as the Witcher goes in there and says, you're one ugly motherfucker, I'm right here for you. That would be a yes. Well, think about it. The Witcher is the, the number one monster killer in all universes. Who's the number one monster in all universes? <laughs> yeah, that's... um. Wow. That's that's a good call, Ray. I like I like that. Any kind of they're just gonna throw down and 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 you know, yeah, that I mean Geralt versus the Predator, that's that's got a lot of potential. That's a good call, Ray. I like I like the open Unfo- challenge. Unfortunately, as much as I know you love Henry Cavill, as much as the Witcher is a man, Predator's undefeated, bro. <laughs> I don't Predator's I don't undefeated. see Geralt doing so well against that kind of tech, but you never know. Arnold Arnold beat him, and he didn't have. He wasn't anything like The Witcher. So, my my homegirl. Wait, wait, wait. In, um, Let me ask you: Does The, the Witcher prequel. have? Does Geralt have access to like a mud bog or something like that? Because that's that's going to change the entirety of the match. Ray Predator can't see him. Well, not this match, okay. because this match was an open challenge, and he answered the challenge. So maybe the next match they have, they can have a rematch. Even though he's dead, they can have a rematch. Yeah. In in the uh, the the Witcher Bog Brawl or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> the mud patch. Awesome. I love it, Ray. That's a great call. Fantastic stuff. Open challenge. My third match is a one hour Iron Man match featuring Batman versus Green Arrow versus Captain America versus Iron Man. I put these guys together because of the fact that. Batman and Green Arrow have lots of history with each other, mostly friendly. Captain America and Iron Man, lots of history with each other, mostly friendly with some notable exceptions. Three of these guys are huge millionaires with lots of tech, with lots of intelligence. Cap's the only one with, I guess you can call it superpowers. We've seen Captain America and Batman fight each other to standoffs before. That's why this is an hour long. Add in the element of Green Arrow, add in some Iron Man in there. Turn them loose. Who you guys got? I, I'm going to throw this to you. You guys. Who who, who wins this whole thing? I'm guessing Batman. Well, I, away. P- well, poor Ali, because once we went out in them, we were out in them arrows. He don't set a chance against the other three, and I love Ali. Um, I'm probably going to say Bruce, only because he's the best strategist of the bunch. So he'll find a strat. Once he sees what Iron Man's tech can do, once he understands who uh, my boy uh, Cap is, like Cap, Cap type, Cap type motherfucker to get choked out, smiling and not tap out like Liv did last night. Like that's the type of shit Cap will do. So yeah, I got Bruce. Tony, I'm sure you're going Batman as well, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go there. I think I'll be much more involved now. Oh, okay. Tony's found his phone. He feels much better. Life goes on. All right. My fourth match, Ray, this is one of my special ones. This is one that I call, it is a pocket dimension match. So in in this match, we've got six of the biggest and baddest villains known to man. Thanos, Darkseid, Lex Luthor, the Joker, Dr. Doom, and Magneto. In this pocket dimension match, so they all get taken into like kind of like Secret Wars, the Beyonders Battle World sort of thing. But hidden within this pocket dimension are three very powerful items that can change the course of the battle for one or the other. One, of course, is the Infinity Gauntlet, which Thanos has a bit of experience with. The other one is the One Ring 
from the Lord of the Rings. The third, Sauron? Yes, Sauron's ring. The third one is also from the Marvel Universe. It is the Cosmic Cube, including control over Kobik, who has rewritten alt reality on certain occasions. These three items are scattered throughout this pocket dimension. Whoever can get them can use them to their advantage. Whoever wins basically wins control of this pocket dimension and that universe. Who you guys got in that one, man? Go ahead, Ray. Question. Question. The Infinity Gauntlet is made of metal. The ring is made of metal. It is. Ma yeah, but how much of a range does Magneto have in this pocket dimension? That's the question. My boy can, my boy can destroy the Earth. E-A-R-F, period. So Ray's going Magneto on, on this thing, but I don't know, man. Whoever gets that cube might have a big advantage. Tony, you, you uh, liking Magneto as well in that, in that throwdown? Can you run down the other, can you run down the, the participants one yeah. last time for me? Thanos. Just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Thanos, Darkseid, Lex Luthor, the Joker, Doctor Doom, Magneto. See, I think the first thing that happens is Lex Luthor decides to as in many of these battles and matchups happen, he's gonna find somebody, hey, hey, you wanna work together? Let like let's 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 get rid of these guys, right? And that's Thanos. But only Thanos is, is is way ahead of Lex Luthor. So when the time comes, he's the one to dispatch of Lex Luthor and goes on and takes advantage of that relationship he had to win this match. I, I could see that. I could see that. To me, I, I, if I, I would say Dr. Doom would be the one that would figure out a way to nullify all this bullshit and come up with a way to win this thing. But that's what makes this fun. Who knows? Ray? Going back to you for your fourth match of Nerdomania One. Well, so my f I'm I'm not gonna do my fourth match yet. I'm gonna do my promo. Middle of, okay, middle promo of the time. Who's getting called out for being a punk? Probably me this time. So I want you to imagine Gene Okerlund standing at the ramp, and I want you to imagine a tricycle pulling down the ramp, and a football-shaped head. Did ET? With a smirk, Stewie Griffin <laughs> has come in the Nerdodome. And with me, I bring Cool Whip. Cool Whip. And he's sick and tired of all these other fucking bitch-ass kids who I think they're geniuses. This. I love this. And there's one in particular oh. who has a certain laboratory this is that great. thinks he's the OG of being the genius kid. And Stewie says, I'm coming to your laboratory, and we're going to have a laboratory brawl. Dexter, I'm coming for you. Beep. Stewie Griffin versus Dexter. Is that for? Is that coming tonight, or is that Neuromania 2? Neuromania 2. That's not tonight. Uh, Mania. I, man, that is, I, uh, just imagine that. Stewie coming out. Fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. man. Gene. Awesome. Gene, 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 Mean Gene, Gene, Mean Gene, Mean Gene, Gene. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I love I, that. I was trying to think of something funny because originally I was going to do Negan called out the Punisher. I didn't think that would make y'all pop like Stewie Griffin versus Dexter. Stewie would. versus so, yeah. Dexter is definitely that. That That's, oh, wow. I mean, that's what a visual. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's uh, nerdomania 2 i want to see how that turns out actually tony what do you got for your uh fourth match slash event 
Well, what we're going to have here is going to be a tech versus tech match. And it's going to be one of the biggest bads against one of the best of the best of the people that have done some good things. And it's going to be Lex Luthor versus Tony Stark in a tech versus tech match. And boy, oh boy, if this doesn't destroy the arena and, and take the crowd to places they never thought they would go. And in the end, we're not sure if Tony Stark is done for good, but Lex Luthor is definitely victorious here. As we await the cleanup from the devastation of one of the most brutal matches you've ever seen, Lex Luthor victorious over a possibly completely down, out, and done Tony Stark. Yeah, I... I don't know, Ray. What do you? I, I guess yeah. I'd give Lex the advantage in that. Just I don't. I mean, Tony's got great tech, but Lex is a little bit another level. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I I can get behind. Tony, I can get behind Tony's booking decision. We might have to throw this out to the fans or something. I think there's an episode of um, the Avengers cartoon. I know this complete tangent, but where you know uh, Captain America always would challenge Tony. To take off the suit, right? Well, in this episode, Tony, they're in the Savage Lands, and Tony can't use the suit. And he's like, well, I'm no good to y'all. And Cap is like, no, you're more than your suit. And I think that's the difference between Tony and, and Lex Luthor. Is while Lex Luthor is a genius, and Lex Luthor has unlimited resources, and he has the tech, Iron Man is still a hero, even if he's not in the suit. Tony knows how to fight. Tony knows how to strategize. Tony knows how to figure things out. And I think that will be the difference between the two. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I wish we could put this stuff on the, on the bandwagon. I guess we could put it on the Twitter poll, but without the background of the match, it's kind of hard to, for people to imagine what's I, going on, but, but we're always talking about more interaction. This would be fun. I think uh, we each take a day this week and uh, you will put out, put out everything intermittently and let them vote. For each one, and it'd be a good time. It'd be fun, awesome. Tony, what do you got for your fifth match in in Nerdomania One? So, in the in the in the midst of the cleanup from said destruction, and what was a brutal a banger after banger after banger of a match? <laughs> yes, yes, after banger. We we go to the backstage, and Pepper Potts. Completely devastated, still doing her job, though, trying to interview Spider-Man and Flash about maintaining those Nerdomania Tag Championships. And then all of a sudden, we get a flash to the big screen, and it's the Deadpool logo. And we hear the Wolverine sound come across, and we cut to the ring. And it's Deadpool and Wolverine. It's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. And Ryan Reynolds says, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt. Was just having some aviation gin with my friend here, Hugh. And we thought it'd be a great idea if we all got together for a party. So how about a tag team party title match at Nerd Slam this summer? So Wolverine and, and Deadpool throwing down the challenge to Flash and, and Spider-Man. Is that is that what we got going on here for... That is the promo which sets up one of, if not the, possibly marquee match of Third Slam coming this summer. The biggest superhero party of the 
summer. I from the from the curtain jerker to the main event. Exactly right. They, we're not, it's not confirmed. They're the Tito Santana of this thing. So it's, <laughs> all right. I reverse Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I, I I think that's awesome. I mean, think about that as as a showdown: Spider Man and the Flash versus Deadpool and Wolverine. Woo! Flash better read real fast in that whole thing, or it might not it might not go so well. So uh, I I love it. Awesome don't stuff. For, don't forget who's. Don't forget who's booking. By that's the way. that's He's true. Fast. I think I think the Flash has got a decided advantage. But Ray, <laughs> what do you got for your fifth? Uh, you've already had Stewie call out Dexter. I mean, I don't know how you're going to top that with your fifth match. I, that's one of the matches of the of the uh, podcast here. By yes, the way, that is one I of think. the moments. Low of the, key. One of the moments. That's of the awesome. Podcast. Yes. If 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 Peter Griffin and the Chicken get involved with the Chicken being on Dexter's side, would be very interesting ad- adaptation. What if it's DD in the chicken suit? <laughs> this shit books itself. Yes, it does. Why, Tony, why does Tony Khan have such a hard time with this stuff? Tony, hey, we're, I don't we're here. Tony, we'll work for cheap, man. Go ahead, Ray. What's your fifth? What's your fifth? Uh, so we've 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 had a bit of a break, and we're going to start back after the promo, hot and heavy, with the uh, fatal four way between um. A few people that have similar styles, similar ideologies, and similar suits. We have, in a fatal four-way, we have the Mandalorian versus Iron Man versus Master Chief from Halo versus Samus from Metroid. Wow. Wow. I hope Metroid wins. Yeah. I got Iron Man all the way, but that's that's just me. And then here, Man, out of I, nowhere, out of nowhere, somebody that's upset that wasn't involved in this match. Here comes Mega Man. Oh, shit. He really going back. I forgot that was a fucking thing. It's a good point. He he may jump in this motherfucker. Um, by the way, how do you not go Mando? Come on. It's Iron Man, man. I, I can't go against Iron Man, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, no, I love, I love nothing, the, I love nothing the, nothing can cut Beskar, nothing can cut Beskar, but Beskar. Tony's got vibranium. Maybe that works. I don't know. He could, he could <clears throat> stole some from Black Panther. I don't know, man. I love the match though, because you went and, and, and pulled out all these different facets of nerddom and got them all. He's got, everybody's got a cool suit. You know, Sam, Sam must be too busy scanning everything, which is my only complaint about Metroid Prime, but that's another story entirely. <laughs> But she'd be the only one to figure out the lay of the land. That's true. She would have that advantage. Yeah, I. That's that's an excellent call. All right. So is it to me for my fifth one, Ray? Is that is that where we are? We are on. My... Yeah, this is five. Yeah. So this Last is the five. match. Last this is fifth. the match that started all this shit. When I first threw this out there, and Ray and Tunny popped for this thing, and the idea got born from this. It's here in the fifth spot. Darth Vader teaming up with Voldemort to take on the team of Luke Skywalker. And Harry Potter, it's lightsabers and wands, man. It's it's just this should have been your this should have been your main event. You should have saved the title, the world title match for the second one. This is a uh, Dave. We we I think a, both of us stayed away from a lot of this just because the, you had such a great idea. I'm gonna shut up. Yes, you keep. <clears throat> this is awesome. This, I, you should have built to this one. Yeah, I I should have built to this one, but it kind of the story kind of tells itself between the. 
these, you know, father and son versus maker and unintended consequence, you know, or father on, on opposite sides of the thing. But yeah, I mean, Vader and Voldemort versus Luke and Harry, I, I, I definitely don't like Luke and Harry's chances in this match at all, <laughs> at all. So I, I, I don't have a lot of hope. It might be fun for a while. But yeah, I mean, Vader and Luke can cancel each other out to a certain extent. We've seen Harry hold his own against Voldemort, but I, I just, I think the the darkness is too great in this sort of matchup. I, I assume you guys are probably agreeing with me in that respect. Vader would crush Harry Potter like a bug. Come on, man. Ray, Ray does not hold him back anything. Come T- on, Tony, not quite so sure, but he's got a he's muted himself, so that's the. You said Vader and Voldemort, right? V and V. Yep. Managed by Big Van Vader. <laughs> yes, uh, there you go. And then the other side was was it Yoda or Skywalker? You said Skywalker and Skywalker. Harry. Managed by Yoda. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. You 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 know who I'm picking then, right? Who are you picking? Luke. Luke. I mean, Luke Skywalker defeats almost anybody all the time because when it comes down to it. It's all Star Wars. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, you got to look at it that way. So I, yeah, I, I thought about making this my main event, but I had some other ideas. And, and one of them is it's time for the match that kind of got started with the promo, Ray. Superman, Omni-Man, Homelander, and Black Adam are all standing in the ring. And the announcer's sitting there and he, and, and it's kind of like, you know, Remember when Warrior took on Honky Tonk Man at SummerSlam and Howard Finkel's like, I don't know what, I don't know who's coming out. So the announcer's in the Uh-oh. ring. They're like, Uh-oh. I don't know what Uh-oh. kind of fucking match this is, even is. Superman takes the fucking microphone from the announcer and announces to everybody that we are going to have, get this, Ray, a Phantom Zone match. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for it. This is where. I was waiting for the Phantom Zone. This is the match where to win, you have to get your opponent and shove them in the Phantom Zone. So this is particularly nasty because once you're in the zone, you ain't coming out. So I figure as this match progresses, these guys get rid of Homelander pretty quick. I, I, w- I would say yeah. Homelander's the weakest of the four. Uh, Omni-Man and Black Adam try and team up on Superman. It doesn't work out so well, and Superman is able to get Black Adam in the Phantom Zone. Superman versus Omni-Man is a big throwdown between these two aliens who from the promo on do not like each other for good reason. Very different phys- philosophies on everything. What turns the match in Superman's favor, Ray, you're going to like this. The tribal chief Roman Reigns shows up with irradiated super soldier serum that's been modified with Kryptonian technology to give <laughs> <Yeah>. Roman Reigns <laughs> superpowers wow. Wow. that enable him crowd, to... Right he, now, at this point, the crowd is going, holy shit! Holy shit. Roman, Holy shit. Roman spears Omni-Man literally in half. They throw him into the Phantom Zone. Ooh, ah. And Superman and Roman Reigns. Bloodline. Head of the table. Superman. Superman and <laughs> Let's Roman. Let's go. <laughs> I can tell you the entire bandwagon right now is popping for this match. This may be the match of the weekend, folks, in this match driver. Weekend, the and it's not even the this main driver. event. It could be. It could be. We told you. It could be. Yeah, there you go. I, Doug, that's, we, a, that's the one that I'm giving away. Can we tweet that to Paul Heyman? Wow. Can we can we tweet that to how Paul is, Heyman? How is how is the how is the DU of the Triverse of 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 Nerdomania gonna top that for? I can't. That's that. It just 
Yeah, the bill. I, I thought the roller coaster got this high, and then it got this high. Now where are we going, Dave? That's insane. Got, yeah, you you have one more match left. I got one I'm more blown match. Blown away. But we're gonna go back to you, Ray, for your sixth one. You want me to follow that shit? Yes, I do. <laughs> and we got to put oh, our thinking caps on for Nerd Slam, man. Oh man, you you're like Macho Man and uh and Ricky Steamboat Ooh, going back to back. You gotta come out here with your hot dogging and your grandstanding. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. Well, it's a good thing I'm ta- It's a good thing that I have this match listed next because. Um, Every show needs a cooldown match. Every show needs a fun match. Every show, not every show, but every made pay-per-view, every WrestleMania card, needs a little fun. So I have a tag team. I'm not going to call it a comedy match, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of comedy involved in it. I have SpongeBob and Patrick versus the OGs, Ren and Stimpy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if we could tap top uh, Super Serum Kryptonian Roman Reigns, but I love that match, man. I, Ray, you've gone such a completely different direction from us, and it's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> and you're just this is such a fun conversation, you know. And I think people will really. I'll be honest with you, Patrick is gonna want in now. I can guarantee you that because he's like in his mind listening to this because he's gonna listen. He wants to know what we're up to, and kudos for him because. You know, he does a great job with the show. Him and Dave take care of everything. So this is just a fun thing, Ray, that you did today with a lot of your matches. And I just wanted to point that out and give yeah, you kudos. I love that. Thank Patrick you. Patrick and SpongeBob, Ren and Stimpy. What could go wrong? I mean, really, that's that's uh, that's just tremendous. Other I, than Patrick and SpongeBob forgetting oh, to show up. but Well, there there is. So you guys have talked to run-ins, but this is the only match I'm booking a run-in. Only match. Squidward? Even better than Squidward. Better than Squidward. Yes. Awesome. Fantastic, Ray. Uh, I hey, love it. That 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 SpongeBob is a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's kick his ass. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's kick his square ass. Oh yeah. Hey, square, square ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> the shape of evil. <laughs> Tony, what do you got for your then, uh where you're No, uh, but Beavis. Beavis can be like Finn Balor. There's Beavis, and then there's the Great Cornholio. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. What's your sixth? Oh, no. Fuck, that's a great. All right. So all of my cards are going to have co-main events, right? And then you can – you obviously, the main main event is the main main event. But today, because there's more to the main main event, the women are kicking off the co-main event, and it's a ladder match. Now – I'm going to have a legit ladder match here, and it's not going to just be any ladder match. It's a super scaffolding ladder match, and it's going to be between two women, one from DC and one from Marvel, who I think can very much encapture your mind's eye and creativity in seeing what happens when Catwoman defends her Nerdomania women's title. In a super ladder scaffolding match against Black Widow. That's a hell of a match, bro. Yeah, oh, that's, oh my God, man. Catwoman this is a Black heel. Widow. This is a heel Catwoman, by the way, who successfully defends her match because a certain hooded individual, unbeknownst by shape, size, or dress, was unrecognizable in helping Catwoman retain the title 
because this person came down from the rafters on a zip line, pushed Black Widow off the scaffolding, and gave Catwoman time to go back up and retrieve her Nerdomania woman's title. It had to be Hawkeye. To which, to 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 which she decided to celebrate by tying it to her whip and rolling it over the top of her head. Meow. I yeah. <laughs> I love the match, man. Who was the hooded figure? Who was the hooded figure? Got to wait for Nerd Slam to find out. Come, I want to know now. I'm not gonna tell you now. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's that's the co-main. Tony, what is your main event, man? You you lead us into this thing. What is your main event? All right, the current Nerdomania World Heavyweight Champion is Superman, and this is a fatal four-way for the Nerdomania World Heavyweight Title. It's not just any fatal four-way; it's a fatal four-way elimination match. The challengers: Omni Man, Homelander. Same fucking match. And Hulk. Ooh. Ooh, that changed things a bit. Omni-Man is immediately leaving this match because Invincible shows up and says, you have no right to do any of this shit, and you have no right to this title because I can whoop your ass, and if I can whoop your ass, there's no way you should be the world title challenger. Not to mention that this is a losers leave Earth match. So Omni Man is gone. Never pinned. This is him this and is how him, fucking never World Hulk starts. Never, never a loser in the match. By the way, never a loser in the match. By the way, right? Him and Invincible fight out of the arena. Gone out of the story. Out of the picture. Superman continues to defend. Hulk has just been smashed by him and Homelander repeatedly because of a sequence of events that he's not getting up. Never pinned. Hulk still never pinned. Superman is in big trouble because, oh my goodness, here come Green Arrow and evil Oliver McQueen and evil Shaquille O'Neal as Steel <laughs> and Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. And in this fatal four-way elimination match where there are no rules, Superman is in big trouble. But all of a sudden, Something, something's happening, Tribal and chief. I think, I think you can smell it. I think you can smell it. Dog, no way. If you smell what Black <laughs> Adam is cooking, and Black Adam comes out, and he's defending <laughs> Superman, and people are wondering why, because they thought these two were rivals. But then, flashes on the Titantron, The Rock, and Henry Cavill are friends. This is amazing. <laughs> Here comes more backup. Not only do we have Stephen Amell, Shaquille O'Neal, and Mickey Rourke out there, along with still Homelander, but to back up Superman, Henry Cavill, is the rock is Black Adam. Here comes John Cena's pacemaker. And, ha ha, that's so funny. Drax needs smash. Batista's Drax is on his way. Wow. This is the beginning of some severe faction rivalry. As the good guys take advantage, Homelander goes down. Superman is victorious after a Black Adam bottom. Black Adam bottom, and he, yes. And, and Henry Cavill retains and social media rules supreme as a spoiler alert 
to Nerdomania in the PC universe. I wonder what ramifications could be because the only person that has to leave Earth is Homeland. That's an improvement. The, oh pe- the people's lightning. I I love it, man. What a <laughs> that's the craziest thing ever. And and yeah, like you're saying, it is kind of. It's got all the characters from my match as well. In in, in just in different. And you got wrestlers involved. I, you'd almost think Tony and I planned that, but we didn't. But the entire I, I love it. The entire matchup of people running in on the Fatal Four Way is wrestlers who act on one side. And actors who dabbled in wrestling on the other side. Because you got Stephen Amell, you got Shaq, and you got Mickey Rourke. And on the other side, you have Batista, Cena, and The Rock. So I appreciate everybody for showing up. But wait, there's more. It's the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. And he says, I'm not sure who's right or wrong here. But if there's a triple threat, I'm the special guest referee. Watch your ass, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I was like, what's the weirdo did he play? <laughs> Wait a minute. He's got Mickey Rourke connection. Yeah, he's the yeah, Ayatollah of rock and roll. He's, in a, he's a superhero in my universe. I don't oh know how God. we can possibly top that, Ray. But I'm going to let you try. Ray, gets, Ray, sometimes in my universe, it gets fozzy. Waka waka. Ray, what's your main event, if you dare? I think we should just end the show after that shit. <laughs> just, We're like, so my so my main event isn't the most um, clever. It isn't the most... Um, it's not the coolest thing I've ever made. But I think it's necessary. I think it's big enough, keyword on big, to end a show of this magnitude. I got a rematch, y'all. We built this show on the back of a rematch. King Kong, Godzilla 2, to the death. Somebody, yeah. loser leaves life. <laughs> loser leaves life. Do we get Mecha Godzilla as well, or is it just, just these two straight up? Just these two. Hey, run-ins can happen. I don't know. But just these two. Because last time, King Kong had him on the ropes and Godzilla cheated. So now... We get the rematch, and 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 this is this is the match. You come for the other five. You come for the other five matches, but this is the match that sold the show. Now, yeah. mind you, I told you guys, I got twelve matches. Well, thirteen if you count the Dexter, uh, the Dexter one. I have another main event that I was going to use instead of this one, uh, but save I'll it, save it for another. Save it for too. Nerd Slam. All I can I, say. Is on the transition from Ray to Dave on the PC side. Make sure you turn into Monday Nerd Raw tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, nerd down. Friday night, nerd down. I, I, I heard personally that Dr. Strange had something to say. So I would tune in for the 10 p.m. Eastern uh, top of the hour. And it won't be it won't be standard strange. So. I mean, I, I like the call of Godzilla versus Kong the rematch because you know that some shit, you're going to get some kaiju Pacific Rim run in bullshit going on there. So <clears throat> it's not going to end that way. <clears throat> so I saved my main event for last, especially with you guys here, because I need you two to be involved in this. This is an, inter- this is an interactive main event. Tony talked about doing these kind of matches like, a, like styling them after pay-per-view. 
what other way could I end the first Nerdomania than without the true greatest Royal Rumble of all time? Not the bullshit from Saudi Arabia. 30 heroes in this Royal Rumble match coming in a different damn okay different entrance let me give a fucking pin and i'm gonna give you guys i'm gonna give you guys the order of entry and you guys can say whatever you want as it's going on i got 30 30 i ran i put them all in a random generator i have a feeling where i have a feeling where i'm gonna be going with this so here we go first one in shazam first guy in black panther number two then it gets interesting because we get a long run of Marvel characters, which you think, well, that's Shazam's ass. But when you listen to these guys coming in, there's some history between these people in the ring coming in. Number three, the Hulk. Number four, Captain Marvel. Number five, Spider-Man. Number six, Namor the Submariner. So right there, you've got Namor and Black Panther in the ring together. So you know how that's going to end up pretty quickly. What if... I would not, say I'm they, not even saying the I'm, ring. This isn't a ring. It's just a free for all battle. Well, what if what if they eliminated? If, you know, we we're waiting on an elimination here. We've got seven now, but instead of of Panther and Namor going for each other, everybody else gets eliminated, and now we get back down to two. That could be the way. The dogs are are not happy about it, but <laughs> I think that's good. So number seven into the ring, Doctor Strange. Number eight. He's going to hide in a secret box somewhere until the end. <laughs> he's going to be, you thought he was eliminated. He's gone, right? He's like, he's watching Black Panther and Neymar go at it. And he's like, wow, I, I don't. And he's like, and then all of a sudden when there's like three people left, he becomes the new fourth at the end. Number eight, Professor X. Ray marks out, Ray marks out hard for number nine. Because it's, it's, so, it's Hawkeye. It's <laughs> But is Professor X is like the longest one. He's like wheelchair down to the ring and That's everything. Right. That's right. And then he gets out. And he's like, oh, motherfuckers, I can walk. <laughs> Ray's, Ray loses his mind, even though he's missing a finger when Hawkeye comes in at number nine. Storm yeah, comes. Pretty, in. It's the one that holds the arrow. Too. <laughs> Storm comes in. Well, at I, let number... that, I let the whole thing go when I, let, when I yeah, shoot anyway. So it doesn't true. matter. That's true. Storm comes in at 10. Scarlet Witch at 11. Finally, some DC love as Supergirl comes in at number 12. Hawkman comes in at 13. She-Hulk at 14. She-Hulk cleans out. Dr. Fate at 15. Now Dr. Strange appears. <laughs> That's right. Just to eliminate Dr. Fate, then he, re- then he re-vanishes. Yeah. Wondering what happened. He's like, I'm going to press charges, asshole. <laughs> Green Lantern comes in at 16. Goes the light on on, on Doctor Strange. But yeah, can't, but can't, get can't him find him. Firestorm comes in at seventeen. Nightwing at eighteen. Tunny loses his mind because the Flash comes in at number nineteen. And now everybody else is gone except for Doctor Strange, who we still can't because <laughs> Flash just immediately—you don't even see him coming. <laughs> He's John Cena in the ring until Thor shows up at number twenty. The Vision shows up at 21. It's Fat Thor, though. It's Fat Thor. <laughs> Dare- and he gets ripped, and he gets ripped during the match while chasing the flag. That's right. <laughs> Daredevil at 22. He Aqu- cannot see what's going on. That's true. <laughs> Does not need to. Uh, 
We get Aquaman at 23. Neither of us speak, no, neither of us speak lies, Raymond yeah. Cashington. Aquaman at 23, which is important because he can only stay out of water for an hour. So he's got just enough Well, time. the problem was is he pulls a Titus O'Neil and he trips and goes right under the ring where there's water <laughs> and maintains it a little bit. But no. now he's here's, not ever entered the match, but he's still not out of the match yet. Now, here's the two that I think probably swing this thing because of their late entry into this mess. Wonder Woman at 24. Followed by Silver Surfer at 25. Followed by Martian Manhunter at 26. Followed by Black Bolt at 27. And then we end up with Cyborg at 28. And here's probably the winner of this thing. Jean Grey, depending on how phoenixed out she is at 29. And Luke Cage brings up the rear at 30. Who do you guys think is going to win? And I'll tell you why it probably doesn't matter. I'll start. I'll know where I'm going. Eventually, love will fail. Paragon of love. And, 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 and Dave, you're going to love the ending because much like some beautiful pay-per-view endings where Macho and Elizabeth would close the show, your show closes with love prevailing and the Flash, he does it right. And Iris is up at the top. And maybe whoever you think his best friend is in your universe comes out and saves Iris from slipping off of the Flash's shoulders and inadvertently grabs her ass and that sets something else up but whatever <laughs> for now the flash rules supreme and when you talk about those banger after banger entrance at the end i think the people that were left immediately get together and eliminate them until the flash eliminates wonder woman at the end because she's distracted by the love between him and i i like it ray who wins this thing? Definitely not the Flash. Absolutely not the Flash. Of all 30 members, I think the last to win would be the Flash. So <laughs> I'm going with Hulk. Doctor Strange was never Hulk? eliminated. Hulk in, from in number three? Theory. Hulk lasts the whole time, huh? That's not bad. Well, because the, the more you attack him, the more you make him angry, the stronger he gets. Does it come down to him and She-Hulk? No, because I can see She-Hulk can control emotions better. So I can see her being, I don't know, nice little bailiff or something. Does and maybe it, like did maybe like he inadvertently eliminate She-Hulk and she's like, what the fuck? Because that sets up some good storylines for future. That could be cool, yeah. That could be real cool. But yeah, I mean, I got the Hulk just because it behoo uh, his powers behoove him to win something like that. You made the more you the more mad you make me, the more I, the more I show up. See, in my mind. I've got Wonder Woman winning this thing. <laughs> and at the end of this thing, I've got Wonder Woman and Jean Grey. And Jean, of course, has got the Phoenix Force, and she's dominating Wonder Woman, and it's not looking good. But as Jean Grey goes for the killing blow, behind her you see Superman and Super Roman Reigns behind her, and they just go and they take out Jean Grey. <laughs> Ray gets up and leaves. Wonder Woman joins the new Kryptonian bloodline, or whatever the hell we're going to call it. And we get this super faction going into Nerd Slam. Ray just, Ray just left. <laughs> do, 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 oh, there it is. Yeah, the, the head of the table. Wonder Woman joins the super faction. That's that's how I got Neuromania ending. Tony. The new Trinity. The new Trinity. Batman gone. The new Trinity. That's right. Batman's gone. He got eliminated earlier in the in the night. You got Superman, Super Roman, Wonder Woman. That's a bloodline Love I can it. get behind. That's 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 a that's a that's a real ass bloodline. My God, I love it. All right. Well, that one did 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 uh 
Superman and, and Wonder Woman acknowledge him? They uh, acknowledge each other. Yeah, that's 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 okay. how this bloodline works. They acknowledge each other. So that works. And at the end of at the end of Dave's pay per view, Sami Zayn comes out, and it's just regular <laughs> Sami Zayn, but he's still in the bloodline. And Superman lasers him into oblivion, and that's how we. No, end no, 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 no! You got to keep the Sami Zayn. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it, man. Nerdomania won in the books. What did you guys think of that? That was that was too much fun. That was fun. <laughs> it's crazy. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was I a mean, lot of fun. Nerd Slam. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe we can convince O'Dowd for uh, the season premiere of episode or miss, season three. Maybe he'll do it. So he'll miss an episode here yeah, that's eventually. Right. That's right. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for doing this and entertaining the masses out there to run down Nerdomania. That was a lot of fun. It's fun to get creative. Fantasy booking meets nerd culture. What can go wrong? Uh, Except as you saw, Ray lost a finger guy. I mean, Ray lost a finger today. I mean, it's shit. Exactly. Wow. Ray is the only one of us. Ray is the only one of us that's a part of the nerd. Ray will will think twice before he calls out Superman again. But anyway. He's only nine tenths of himself, though. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Let people know where can they check you out on social media, man. Tony. Uh, follow me at PC Tony. Make sure you're checking out everything Chair Shot Radio Network over there on the ChairShot.com and all your favorite streaming platforms. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Yeah, make it happen. Ray, where can people find you on the Twitterverse? At I acknowledge the tribal chief that didn't burn my finger off. Nice. AKA it's Ray Cash, R A Wise Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. At Nine Fingers Cash. Nine at nine figures, cash. nine figures cash. Nice. Um, where I'm, I'm doing her rest stuff with my friends. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at attitude ag. That is at attitude agg, and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. Also, make sure you're checking us out at bandwagon nerds. That is going to do it for Nerdomania one. Until next time, basement dwellers, get out of the basement, have some sun, think outside the box, come up with your nerd own Nerdomania cards, shoot it to us on Twitter. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network, right here on thechairshot.com. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the game, and how you play it. All about your drum. And if you can take it, all about your death. And if you can play it, it's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? I am the game. You don't wanna play me. I am control. No way you can shake me. I am heavy death. No way you can pay me. I am the pain, and I know you can't take me. Look over your shoulder, ready to run like a Cleveland bitch from a smoking gun. I am the game, and I may lose. So move on out. You can die like a fool. Try to figure out what my moves gonna be. Come on over, circle. Why don't you ask me? Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play You think Mighty Mouse could beat up Superman? What are you, cracked? Why not? I saw the other day he was carrying five elephants in one hand Boy, you don't know nothing Mighty Mouse is a cartoon Superman is a real guy No way a cartoon could beat up a real guy Yeah.
Maybe you're right. Would be a good fight, though. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.